My name is Thomas Proffitt. I'm a filmmaker based outside Philadelphia, PA, and I'm looking to create a life for myself writing and directing films. On this podcast, I give my take on things as well as interview friends, filmmakers, and interesting folks about just about anything. You can find the full podcast catalog at ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two F's and two T's. You can also find clips from my episodes there as well as my films. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tom Profit Take. Welcome to Tom Profit Take, a show that pursues nuanced perspectives on life and filmmaking from someone aspiring to be the best writer and director they can be. Today's episode is Take 12 with Cameron Aubel Brannigan, that's pronounced right. That's it. Very good. Uh, he is, nice job. He, thank you. He has been a professional ballet dancer for 10 years, working for companies like the San Francisco Ballet, American Repertory Ballet, and Indianapolis Ballet. He's started acting a, a year ago and applying everything he's learned from 10 years of dancing to his career of acting. And we'll likely dive into what those things are. And side note, like Stash Snyder, he's also a super positive outlook kind of person. By that, I mean, he's the kind of person who will challenge you in the right direction. For example, he's encouraged me to reach out to famous people for this podcast (laughs) or people I wouldn't expect to talk to to do the podcast. It scares me, but I think he's right. Here is Cameron Aubel Brannigan. Is that a how's that uh, that introduction work? Sound great. Um, One one slight thing. Yeah. Um, With the San Francisco Ballet. Uh, I went to the San Francisco Ballet School. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's actually really funny. I have um, a copy of my first ever check that I got for uh, dancing. Yeah. Um, and it was for $60. And it was for the San Francisco Ballet when I did uh, their Nutcracker. Oh, wow. I was 18. And uh, so, but that was like the only time that I ever got paid from them. So I was primarily a student. Mm-hmm. And I considered myself as a student there. So I wasn't with the company, but I was like, there, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that would be the only thing. You yeah. Know, I, I just don't want people to look and be like, wait a minute. You- I think I, I looked on your website and you were, uh, you, you're in Indianapolis, you were in Indianapolis Ballet, or is that, is that like a freelance gig or something? I was a part of their inaugural season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what's that? I usually start with an easy question. I don't know if this is, this, I don't think this is okay. really an easy question or it is um, like, what's it, I mean, what's that like being, I mean, that's a broad question. And if I can be more specific, if you need me to, but what's it like doing that? Like being a ballet dancer. I, I mean, I don't, I'm, this is new to me. Yeah, like I've never talked fine. to somebody like yourself. It's who's great. done that. I love it. Um, being a ballet dancer. Yeah. What is it? Um, so everyone knows, you know, professional athletes mm-hmm. we have you know basketball football whatnot and you know the amount of hours that goes into training mm-hmm. cross training nutrition rest recovery all that kind of stuff a lot of ballet dancers do that same thing only we just don't get paid millions of dollars so yeah. um i mean it's so it's the same <laughs> level of difficulty you have to be yeah. operating at your best at uh, like such a high fucking level yeah and and push yourself yeah and and still i mean you're not yeah you're not being treated and like a like a like a celebrity right and there's everything that comes with that you know there's there's all the stuff that is um you know to keep using sports references on the court and off the court Mm -hmm. stuff so uh 
I think we talked about this, you know, the other day. There was a long time in which, you know, I had to, you know, learn the ins and outs of an industry in the arts, mm -hmm. like the, you know, like the entertainment industry, you know, and I'm very grateful for that because I got to learn how, you know, how to present myself, when to speak up about something, when to keep my mouth shut about something, you know, how to stand up for myself yeah. in certain situations. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I did it for about 10 years. I've, I, I still, I still dance, but I do it more for myself. And, you know, if there's projects that come along that need someone who dances ballet, I have all the tools accessible to me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I even answered the question because oh. it's such a broad question. I mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, it's. I mean, what? What's it? Oh, real quick. Shank, is that microphone level? There we go. We good? Yeah. Uh, I'll be. I'll be occasionally fixing things as we go. Gotcha. <laughs> but um, yeah. Like, what's it? What's um? I mean, what's what's it like being? You know, like doing a performance, like it being in like a performance for like the ballet. What's that like, like in the moment? In the moment? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, I mean, it all depends. It all depends on, um, on so many things. It's just like in, 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 in film, how, how much preparation have you had? Um, um, yeah, yeah. You Does know, it I, feel like you're getting, you're like, you're focused on the things you know you need to focus on because you did the prep work? Of course. Um, yeah. but you're getting lost in it. Yeah. You get lost in it, but it's an art. You know, but but also at the same time, sometimes you're thrown into things. I remember I had to mm -hmm. learn a ballet in um, less than a day, and yeah. I had to perform it the next day. Um, and it wasn't like a small part; it was a full thing. But you know, luckily, once you get to a certain point, you know, you you understand what all the steps are, and you have to go. Okay, I'm in this place now and I go there later on and I do this here and do that there. Um, and it's not easy, but, uh, and then there's other times in which mm -hmm. you're rehearsing for months and months and months and months. Um, I think, you know, we, 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 I think we've talked about this. The, the beauty about the theater is that, and, and the difference between theater acting and performing as well as anything on film, a lot of times for theater, you have more time. Mm -hmm. You have time to evolve and develop and you usually have months, if not weeks to prepare before, you know, the curtain rises. And also for a long time, you usually perform for an audience for a much longer period of time than let's say if you were, you know, on set for a film, mm -hmm. um, albeit, you know, you know, some shows go on for a decade, you know, but then, um, yeah, yeah. So sometimes it 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 goes either way. It goes either way. Honestly, it it all depends on the um, circumstances. It all depends on the situation. And uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, there, there's nothing like flying through the air <laughs> and loving to do that. And uh, yeah. And and what? How did you get started doing that? Oh, okay. So I was always a very active kid. Yeah. Um. Growing up at nine months old, I was climbing the kitchen cabinets um, and it got so bad that my mom actually had to buy one of those outdoor, you know, um, you know, those multicolored 
like cube looking things that lock into place when one side has a slide another one has like a ladder no I don't and think it, you know you should, you should put them outside for your kids yeah um it's like a Our playground kind of, it's yeah. like a playground um she put that in the dining room <laughs> we didn't have a dining room we just had like okay this is cameron's like jungle gym basically yeah. and it was either that or the china cabinets um and so that just shows you how active mm-hmm. i i am from a very young age and i did all the sports i did martial arts taekwondo karate all those t- kind of things and my mom was um, a graphic designer so mm-hmm. she was um she wanted to expose me to as much art and as much culture as possible. And we would go to see shows all the time. And sure, we went to the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. but I didn't get it at the yeah. time because I only saw like the the ballerina in, in a tutu. And I was like, this, this, I, I, I don't see it. <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> well, uh, like, but, 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 but for real, it wasn't until uh, my mom took me to see a show of all male dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to see the physicality and I got to see the athleticism in it. And, you know, me being, you know, the kind of kid I am, <laughs> I, I went to her and I said, I can do that. I don't know how to do it, but I can do that. How, how do I learn how to do that? And so it took mom a long time before she was able to find the, the proper, you know, uh, ballet studio. Because a lot of them, it, there, there was no boys there or it wasn't serious enough or, um, yeah, it just wasn't a good fit or it was very, very far away. And then there was um, a studio near my house. It's called Metropolitan Ballet Academy. And they have a boys scholarship program mm-hmm. where uh, at the time, um, a then principal dancer of the Pennsylvania Ballet was teaching boys and it was all through scholarship. So it was a perfect, it was high level training and it was free mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was all boys. And the rest is history. Yeah. So I was about 10 when I started. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's... And what what kind of... um, Like when, when you're doing... When you're going kind of through, through that and you had to kind of stay at like top shape, right? Yeah, that's the hardest bit. Yeah, what, what are some things that you did? Um, like, I guess, workout-wise, were the things that, you know, worked really well for you? Uh, well, workout routines, well, or things. there came a point in which, uh, so I have a, I have a few injuries under my belt, mm. you know, you know, um, and some of them were from dancing. Others were not from dancing. And I kind of had to learn how to take care of my body, you know, physically because just taking class and just dancing, you know, it's not enough. You see any professional you know, athlete, they're always mm-hmm. doing some sort of physical th- therapy. They're always doing all sorts of things. Um, and, you know, over time I've developed what my body really needs and I've had, you know, the, the, the awareness to kind of check mm-hmm. and to see what, you know, what's, what's kind of wrong with me, what, what, what I really need to work on. Like one example, um, I had a knee surgery that I got uh, you know, I got all fixed up and it wasn't until after then, and this was, you know, probably five, six years into my career, mm-hmm. I realized that I had one leg longer than the other. Really? Very, very slightly, maybe like maybe a centimeter, but just enough so that every time I would land, there'd be like that little bit of, oh. you know, difference. And, you know, you could see it in my hips, you know, I would have a slight. Yeah. That twist. would have an effect on it, you and, if you're and, and, really and, athletic. Yeah. And, and, 
um, what I noticed is most of my injuries were on my left side. So is it, wait, which one's longer? The left side. My left leg is slightly longer. Ah. Um, and so what I had to do, I was like, okay. So that kind of changed everything and how I approach things and how I, you know, worked on my body. So I do a lot of like core stabilizing to make sure, okay, my, where are my hips at today? And, huh. you know, all sorts of stuff. And it's just like millimeters of differences, you know. Are there certain things you'd use to kind of make sure your body is like routines or like like yoga? Were there the things that you use to kind of keep like keep your body? Yoga, from... Pilates, all sorts of exercises yeah. from physical therapy, lots of balancing. Basically um, injury prevention kind of Injury things. prevention kind yeah. of deals. Yeah. And then, you know, um, you know, high interval, uh, you know, cardio. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, you know, doing stuff on a stationary bike, um, kind of like going as hard as I can for 20 seconds and then coasting for a minute and then back on it for 20 seconds. And, you mm -hmm. know, and after 10 minutes, you're so cardiovascular, you know, you're, you're just spent, you're just done. Um, so it's actually in that sense, very good. I mean, I can talk about the body. I also wanted to become a physical therapist for the longest time. My little sister is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she's cool. studying to become one. I mean, okay, yeah. I, I did that whole thing, and then I got to a point in which I knew what the lifestyle was, and I knew that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and also, I just was starting to act and start going that route. So yeah. I said, "Oh, what yeah. about the lifestyle? Didn't uh, work for you?" Um, I just, I just realized what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I had a, a, you know, um, going back to self awareness. You know, I just knew how I wanted to feel. Yeah. And I yeah. knew the kind of lifestyle that I wanted. Yeah. Like, I, c I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I need I need to make movies. Like, I need, yeah, I need exactly. to be creating so, something. Exactly. And, there, you know, so it's, it's yeah. like a hard question for you. I just know. Yeah. I just know that yeah. wouldn't have worked. And I worked for many, many physical therapists and many, many doctors. And um, I just saw their lifestyle and I went, I wouldn't be that happy doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you have to know yourself. Um, and I'm trying to think. Uh, what? Uh, oh, no, I was thinking about another question. Uh, what do you do to more be more productive or creative? And I think that's probably a that's probably a, a question for writers, but I don't know if you... Do you do any writing at all? I do. I actually have a few uh, things, uh, yeah. a few projects. I haven't spoken much about it. Um I have two things. One is a kind of like a short series. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mostly writing it as a little web series. Um, I guess you can you can refer to it as a series of unfortunate events, but as a comedy. Yeah. Uh, so, but like it it takes place with um, um, a brother and a sister, and their day is just not going. You know those days where mm -hmm. nothing goes right. Yeah kind of goes through them and I, I won't get into to all the little little details because we'll keep that a secret spoilers but the, yeah, spoilers yeah. I'm not gonna spoil and, then, and then another one um i have and it, it it's based on slightly based on i mean there's it, it, there's interpretation and deviations from the truth but it's loosely based on my experiences taking care of my mother uh yeah. for two years um yeah i remember my previous question what it was going to be um the where i blanked uh, and so how did you get into acting after, you know, sp spending 10 years with dance? So here, okay, funny story. I was working in a physical therapy clinic. I was, um, an aide, you know, working with patients and 
um, one of my jobs was just making sure, okay, things are being cleaned up. And I went into the waiting room, you know, all these magazines, I'm putting them all away. And, you know, me being a dancer and performer, I knew a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. And I knew a lot of people, you know, in, in and around performing arts. And it was, I remember it was an Oprah magazine and I flipped, it was, you know, face down. And so the back of it had, was an Ikea ad and <laughs> it was, um, of two men on a couch. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, but I knew one, one of the people on the couch and I went, is that, is that who I think it is? <laughs> so I take a picture of it and I send it to my friend. I was like, is this you? Hey John, I saw you on it. A- <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And I was like, Hey, like. I didn't know you did this. This was really cool. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I have an agent. I can introduce you to her. And I went, well, why not? And so I go downtown. I have this meeting and they mm-hmm. take one look at me and be like, you're signed. <laughs> um, and then. He's like, he, he's, yeah. He's fit. He's, he, he well, also, good. also they knew like my background and they gave me some copy to read. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they saw what I could do. And also, you know, I was also kind of telling myself like, okay, maybe I should like take some acting classes. Those were fun when I was, you know, younger. And, you know, I always enjoyed the acting side of it from being a dancer. I had to do a lot of character roles. I was like, oh, that that might be fun to do more. Um, But then all of a sudden I'm signed to an agency and I'm like, oh, I, I, all right, let's do it. And I went right back into full creative mode, you know, and then I had to learn about how to audition and what kind of materials you need and what kind of headshot, you know, I kind Mm of, the, the opportunity presented itself to me and I said, yes, let's do this. And then as soon as I started, I went, oh, this is this is what I need to do. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, uh, it's, yes, with acting, I never thought about getting into it. And then, you know, by like, I, for whatever reason, college, I had one. Um, I was like, oh, this looks like it'll be an easy class. <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah, that looks like it'll be fun. And yeah. I did it. And, and I actually did better in that class than I did in any other class, like for like in my semester, like, cause I was uh, for that semester, because uh, I was dog shit, like at everything <laughs> you else. Probably I was, weren't. I didn't care. You know, you, you probably just really enjoyed no, it. I, that was the semester was in... I dropped out of college. No, but I mean the acting, you probably yeah, you were know, like, I was, oh, I was I interested this. in it. Yeah. No, I, I literally failed some classes cause yeah. I was like, I'm done with college. That was where I knew I was done. Like I was like, yeah. I'm not getting anywhere close to what I need to do. I, I BS my way through college too. Yeah. I had a psych degree and I loved psych, but yeah. it was just all the kind of bureaucracy of it that I just had to finish. Do you feel like you've applied any, like, do you, do you feel like you've applied any or, or a lot of it to life or what you do now or anything? Uh, my, my, my college degree. Yeah. yeah the thing, yeah. The things you learned. Um, from. I mean, I learned some cool things about how the mind works. Other than that, no, no. I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I took me six years to get my undergraduate, and I, I was performing that whole time. I was traveling, yeah. I was performing, so I was kind of like, okay, I'll just finish this. I, I just laugh because I'm like, and I, I don't everybody says no. I'll be, I'll be, I don't want me to be offensive in any way by that, but I just laugh because I'm like, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I just. It's you can laugh at it. It's okay, kind of scary. it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just I I I kind of I kind of knew years ago when I, everybody was going to college. Every, it was a big deal. Like like when I everybody when I got out of high school, 
I graduated high school in 2014. Um, and I, like everybody was, you know, telling me like you have to go to college or mm. you pick a college or whatever, because I, I mean, I think it it comes from they're like 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 yeah they're they're if you want like a normal everyday job it seems like that is the the obligation and yeah. you need to do that. Well, I I don't want to do that a normal everyday job. I want to yeah. I want to I don't want to be in an office. I want to be making films, and I'm gonna I'm gonna because I know. In high, from high school and from elementary school when I started doing animations that I was willing to work like to the death on it. Like I was willing to work hard at it and, and I was willing to work harder than anybody else around me. Yeah. And, and at least in my small pond at the you time. You followed your bliss. Yeah. And it's like you have to, yeah, you have to find uh, what that is because especially because I, I like I had a learning disability. I, I, I had, I grew you did? up. With, what did you have? I, I don't even know. All, all Cause I had one too. I had, I, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, so I have, I have ADHD, um, out the wazoo. I think um, mine was just misdiagnosed, uh, ADHD, but I also had like, you know, uh, a reading, writing comprehension issue, I, translating it, but I don't know what it is. I think, I it, was had, ADHD. I, I think it might, it might, it might, I might've had something similar to that. I, I, all I know is I was, and I, you know, it, I, I'm going to go for what I was about to say to, I think, do you think it, that being, having like a learning disability or something might just be that you learn in a different way or your 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 brain is a type that learn that is better at getting good at something else and that is yes. you that's what led you to ballet dancing or, or just dancing in general i, don't, I don't think that physic- led me to ballet but it definitely it has something to do with you being good at it i think no I, 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 th- I think one i think it's a superpower Mm-hmm. Um, being able yeah. to have a different viewpoint of the world, but you know, also you can you know work towards it, and you can you can build that up yourself, no matter where you come from. But also for me, um, I I was always active, yeah, and you know that hyperactivity kind of led itself to to that to to the physical aspect of it, but mm-hmm. also. You know, I also grew up in in a, an artistic household. Yeah. You know, I, I was constantly surrounded by art and constantly able to express myself in different ways. And most kids are not asked to do that. Yeah. And I think that also led me to the arts. Um, you know, today, you know, I'd much, you know, I feel at home in a museum. Mm-hmm. I feel at home in a theater and on set. You know, a lot of people may go, what, what do I do? How do I present? Like, just chill. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, that's my experiences. You know, I, uh, I know a lot of people, you know, have been kind of pounded into them. Like, here's a script. You gotta go to school, get good grades, go to college, get this. Did You know, that's that's kind of the script, and it's like, all right, you perpetuate that, and it kind of, you know, squashes any kind of creativity. Yeah, people are like water, you know. And and when you have a stream, everybody. I thought like, you were going to do a Bruce Lee quote. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true too. But, but water, it's, it's like everybody's everybody. All all these people coming through the system through college, all that. They're like water, and and they're going to go the way that most of the water is going. They're going to go. They're going to because it's carved a path, and uh, you know, 
sometimes there's water particles that go other directions that's and how they a lot of create the, new paths yeah, that's a lot of how a lot of neurological pathways are built too yeah you know um you know it's just kind of like a groove getting deeper and Basically, deeper and deeper yeah. and so it's really i mean i forget who said this quote but like tell me the uh, give me a person's first seven years of life and i'll tell you the person who the person is hmm. um and that is to say you know what we're kind of encouraged and what we're kind what our environment allows us to do we perpetuate that throughout our lives and it's you know the deeper the groove is it's hard to change it that's pro that's probably why i mean i got into filmmaking it started with like building a lot when i was a kid i would always love building stuff legos, um, legos mm -hmm. was huge for me like huge i, I still have creations that i built in elementary school yeah. over there like on display just as a reminder of what i could do back then um and you can still do it yeah no i mean no i mean like like what i could do then and and just kind of a, to oh, inspire yeah. me yeah, you know sure. like no I've, I've gone downhill since but no no <laughs> yeah right. but yeah i uh i i, I basically i think because i was so involved in that and i enjoyed it so much and and it, i think it's par partly why i have found myself more effective if i use analogies to my childhood and what i enjoyed doing mm. then if i look at what i'm doing now as if it's i'm building with legos you yeah. know if i look at a film or script you know I'm building something. If I look, even though I'm, it's more like 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 other people might not use that reference, but if I kind of approach it from that, I can do it really effectively. Right. If I'm if I look at anything, I'm if I look at my podcast the way I'm building it, I look at it. I can look at building it as the sequential events that improved upon it. It's you know I visualize it as little you know like like boxes of like i did this at this point so it led me to this and so i was kind of building blocks or whatever you know like i, I if i look at it that way you know it's a it, it helps but um yeah no i, I kind of I, I i enjoy that that analogy and uh i also like i li also like thinking about you know different tools or ideas or anything that you know like uh elements of of script writing or films like like this this event happening at this point in the movie is usually satisfying like like the low point or something or rock bottom for a character or something something that you know you can kind of isolate as an element and then try to reproduce it in other films if it works for that film that you know they're they're little tool little blocks that you can work with or something yeah. i don't know it's, I, that's... it's so tricky it's such a it's another aspect of art that I don't know enough about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it's actually really curious. Um, do you, because I, I do this all the time. A lot of times I'll be out and about in the world mm -hmm. and I'll see either I'll be experiencing something or I'll see something going on. And I think to myself, that'd be a great scene. <laughs> that'd be a great sketch. Oh my God, that was so funny. Wow. That was really powerful. Like, do Sometimes, you ever, do you ever yeah. think that way? Yeah. You know, I mean, I... I, I look for like this this thing happened to me recently actually it was it was through online dating there was this woman ah uh, yes I was uh, I was mm. talking to this woman and mm. it was going super well mm. and go on I was <laughs> I was I was talking to her about like like she she had Where done we gonna go with this podcast there we go she, no like, no no I mean I mean I mean I just mean she she had done like theater since like like, like age okay. eleven. 
I had been doing films since like around that age. And so we kind of had a similar mind. Like to, we were writing paragraphs to each other, okay. you know? Yeah, <laughs> where no, no, where do just, you think I'm, it was going? I, I wanted to see where this is going. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. Like, I was going right. to. It's going to be cut. <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, we're not going to be able to release it. <laughs> no, no. It was like, but we, we got talking about stuff. And then. And then. She brought up politics. Everything was going super well, and I was like, and then I realized, oh shit, we don't we don't get along politically. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have I am I don't care what anybody's beliefs are. Yeah. I mean, I just care if it hurts people. Like, I care if you're hurting people. All right. Like, and I think I assume that's f most people. If you care about other people, generally, and you don't want you want to, you're trying to figure out what's best for people, and you might be wrong or right about it in terms of what your choices are with politics. Yeah. I, yeah. I assume that people are generally, you know, I, I assume that she was, you know, you know, she had the right idea, but, and I, I didn't have anything against it. I, and I, I kind of explained that, um, but I think she was wrong. <laughs> I said, I, I think you're wrong. <laughs> and I kind of explained it, you know, I think, I think explained it well unmatched. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said to her though, I was like, like, I don't want this to be the reason why like we can't like meet, get to know each other or meet each other at least, you know. I, but yeah but no but no, uh, then i was yeah. like i could probably turn that into a comedy sketch so at least there's a win <laughs> there's always a win uh, yeah. there's always opportunity for things but but it was really funny i was thinking about this similar topic on my way over here um and this is just my hot take mm -hmm. i think a lot of people actually all people just want a sense of peace yeah they just define it in a different way yeah and one person's level of peace is not going to line up with someone else's. And that's where we have issues, not just politics, but also religion, mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't mean to get into politics. No, that's though. fine. We'll, we'll that's get into details. That's fine. You know, it, it, I had to cut an hour from Darlene's podcast. Oh, where, like, where I was re-listening to it. I was like, I know <gasps> I, I sound like shit talking. Yeah. I, I, I realized from talking about politics on the podcast where I'm like, I don't really agree with myself. <laughs> I just well, sound like because yeah. here's the thing it's so you're you're operating on such a limited basis like you're operating like especially like I realize all my ideas well my ideas are coming from other people they're not coming from my they weren't coming from myself at the time yeah but now I like I don't really listen to the media as much I you know there are occasionally I, people I listen to in terms of politics um and I but I I think I just think about like history i think about jesus said we're not going to talk about politics but i'm like still talking about it but no, it's like i i think about it in terms of my own experiences and i think about it like trying to approach it from a, a perspective of you know what's what do i think is the best for people or going to do the best for people i See, i could be wrong what I, I i didn't care what anything that you just said but i did love the first thing that you said and it was the self-awareness that you had saying yeah what I believe in is not my own words. Yeah. I love that because a lot of people aren't even aware of that. A lot of people don't realize, oh, hey, well, depending on where I've grown up and the family I live in and the, yeah. color, you know, and this is that. And, you know, I you know. would have a completely different perspective if I was somebody else. Exactly. And that's why I think I have so much empathy for so many people because when I see, yeah. Someone who's homeless, somebody who's in in strife, somebody who's who's, you know, 
might be i i might feel like oh i would never be that i start mm. thinking well if i grew up in a certain way i could easily be have turned into that yeah and a lot of times it it, it is so much of like it's childhood it's childhood it's childhood like it's we talked about with like like the everything. grooves the grooves that yeah are created yeah. in the beginning yeah, of your yeah. life and but 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 that's not to say that you can't change mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of um you know trauma that you know my parents and my parents parents experienced that i've been able to get away from there's been many people in my life that i've been able to get away from yeah um because my future doesn't include certain aspects you mm -hmm. know uh yeah i i can i can talk a lot because i i've been going through such a big transformation in my life um and now i'm in a position where like I can choose what my life looks like mm -hmm. and very few people actually have that ability. Yeah. And I have time to see that come to fruition. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm very empathetic to the, I, I'll, I'll tell one story. So mm -hmm. I, I was, I was on my way into center city, um, Philadelphia, this is, and I must've been going in for a rehearsal of some kind, some sort, something with dance. And I had my bag and I was running late and it was early morning and I just, it, you know, one of those days where you're just not having it. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of beating myself. <laughs> like, and I remember I'm on the train and I'm, we pull up into a station and I look over out, um, out the window and I see this homeless man with a CD. Remember those things? Yeah. CD. On the backside, remember it's like reflective. Yeah. And he's shaving. Not even with like a handle with the thing. He just had like a razor and he was just doing his morning shave with a CD. Damn. And like he had a bag. Like that was his life. And you can just tell and he went. And I went, You mean to tell me that this guy wakes up and he shaves with a CD? He doesn't like I just started thinking about what the hell am I complaining yeah. about? I'm about to point my feet and jump up and down today and I'm going <laughs> to love it and I'm going to be able to sleep in a warm bed and have like good food and you know, yeah. like what am I doing? So, yeah. so I, I think, you know, a lot of times a lot of people ask me, you know, advice and things like that. And I, I've been so grateful and so, so blessed to have this, this um, self-awareness and self you know, vision in order to, you know, have empathy towards other people and kind of reflect it onto myself. Yeah. It gets you know? worse than that. I mean, you, then, then just that, you know, you could grow up in a war zone, dude, you could like where, where the, the, your government is super corrupt to the point where they're killing people that disagree with them. And then people, you know, are coming along and raising you to be a, you know, a child mm -hmm. soldier, yep. Yep. you know, or, yep. you know, or worse. Yeah. Worst things, worse. you know, they're you imprisoning know. you, taking you into sex, whatever, slavery whatever it might be, you know. Um, but that's that. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I try to give everyone the grace. Mm -hmm. I, I see the light in every person. Yeah. Um, and you know, I treat them all with respect. You know, and regardless of what they do to me, I, I always show this, this, this love and you know mm -hmm. this this quality to them you know because 
so many people live lives of desperation. Yeah, quiet desperation. Quiet Isn't desperation. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that quote. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah. I'm and and I'm a very heady guy. I, yeah. I I've I've known this about myself. Like I would just kind of sit there. Heady as in as in what? Contemplative, trying to understand things, trying to you know um, just think about the world, and you know, I would just start going. You know, yeah. Maybe maybe that's part of that ADHD. Yeah, I think it is. And it's just I really like, think dun, it dun, is. Dun, 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 dun. Like I'll, you know, uh, back on that, I was I was, uh, someone told me that I was a tactile learner, that I like to learn through my through feeling things. Mm -hmm. Um, my a friend of my mom's who's you know since passed away, um, God rest her soul. Um, but it's like I she 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 taught me that. Like I, I, I learn through, through feeling things and, and I, you know, that might play a part in filmmaking. It might've played a part in, I think it played a part in how, when I was a kid as, you know, doing animations, the fact that I could just, I could touch things, I could move them and, and, and then, you know, take pictures and then eventually I could have a final product where it doesn't show my hand moving the thing, but it's moving on its own. Yeah. That, for me, was very interesting. Now I make my animations sound much more much more interesting by that description than what they were. <laughs> but I but think, it's uh, funny. It's funny because you're yeah. literally taking you're you know, manipulating are, life. Yeah, you're, you're 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 manipulating inanimate objects. Yeah. Or you know pigments on a page, and you're putting them together to make something more than that. You know, mm -hmm. I think I think what it is is that you're 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 a creator. Yeah. It's not so much of a tactile person as well. You know, because a lot of people have said that about me. It's like, oh, you you need to be like hands on and, you know, you're a kinesthetic learner. I said, yeah, because I'm creating. Mm -hmm. I need to create. Like I need to make something. Yeah. I think that's more of my, you know, motivation for things. Mm -hmm. I have a question about how do you be more positive or view life through a growth mindset? Or or Shit. live a more fulfilling life. We'll start with the first. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, self awareness, perspective, and patience with yourself. Mm -hmm. I think those those three things. So there's the you know we, we've talked about um, self awareness a lot already, but you really need to know how you tick mm -hmm. as a person. Um, me specifically, you know, I kind of know, I mean, I, I'm learning every day, you know, every, every day is a you know, like nice little challenge, nice little mm -hmm. test. Some are better tests than others. Let me tell you. Uh, but you know, I can, I can go on, but I've had a lot of things happen in a very short amount of time this year. I think everybody can attest to that. You know, like, uh, you know, I lost my mother. I've, you know, had to take care of you know for a human being who you know literally was my home mm -hmm. and my in a sense creator for two years and watch them turn from this vibrant person to you know someone who, who couldn't even move in bed and uh and then after that i was immediately given the responsibility of dealing with this person's everything Mm -hmm. And having to deal with all the people, um, 
coupled with that, I'm changing into a new career. I want to expand into you know a larger, broader, you know, industry that's ruthless and you know, you know, based in you know a lot of you know crazy things <laughs> in the yeah. entertainment industry, um, and we we can go into that too. But yeah, um, and and having to completely reinvent how I see things and how I work, but at the same time. I could become extremely cynical. Yeah. I could become extremely, you know, uh, aggressive and just say, Hey, this is this, my life isn't fair. This is BS. And I see that all the time in people. And for me, you know, I started realizing, Hey, I could go down this road or I can see the positive in this. Look at all the positive, you know, look, look at what I can do. Yeah. I can literally change and shape wh what I want my life to live like. Um, so having the self-awareness and learning from yourself every day, that's big for me. Um, another one I talked about was patience. I know that I'm young mm -hmm. in many sense of the word. Um, you know, I might not be 10 years old anymore, but I'm still... You know, especially now, people are going to live much longer. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of time, and with that, I can't. I can't. You know, in in this world, we want instant gratification with everything. Yeah. For me, I know that something might take five years to get going. Mm -hmm. a, a business like I started my own online ballet studio during the pandemic, and you know, it it's slow. You know, you have to work at it and you have to get the people and get, get excitement and it will, it will come, but I have to keep going with it. You know, a lot of people like do it for two months and be like, oh my God, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So you need to have patience, but also patience with your own, um, you know, discovery of who you are, like how I am as an actor, you know, I, I understand, oh, I need to work very hard and, and in a few years, I'm going to have way more than I do now. And even a couple of years after that, I'm going to have more and more and more and more and more. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times I think about how many lifetimes I have. So, um, and I also got this from Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, <laughs> yeah, I listen to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, so you know exactly what I'm about to say. Yeah. You know, I have two, three, four lifetimes ahead of me. Yeah. And so if I think about how much I've done already in my lifetime, I go, oh shit, yeah, I can, I can do serious damage when I'm seventy. You know, I just, <laughs> I just saw my, um, my, my aunt and uncle. I love that. I could do damage at yeah, seventy. But like, I, I, you know, I, I just saw um, some family members, and one of them just turned seventy. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's still kicking. It. He's still doing it. You know, he can still work. He can still. And I'm yeah. like, oh well, shit. All right. Yeah. What am I complaining about? Yeah. You know, I, I've I've also you know seen actors get into the business or writers get into the business at an older age, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are kind of turned off because oh I'm not young anymore I can't do it. The so I have a, I have a few thoughts on that now. I I about Gary V. Yeah. I love his philosophy on you know. Like we we just talked about it, that you can, like you got 
thing like you, you, the, the, there's so many things you can accomplish in five to ten years and you got so many of those five to ten years ahead of you yeah and you can start you can start when you're 50 or 70 yeah you know it doesn't matter how old you are you, yeah you can start whenever yeah look at colonel sanders <laughs> what was his story his story he he made so i mean you can like look him up but he did so much are you able to look him up because uh, I, I i, no, I don't no. know all the all the all the stuff that he's done but he he started kfc i don't know when he was in the 60s or something like that he was older and before then he he had like all all sorts of issues i i mean i'm not gonna start you know saying facts i really don't know much about but yeah. i know also the guy who made gray goose vodka mm-hmm. he was in i think he was in his 70s when he started that and look at like now i mean he may not i mean if you start that late you may not see the full fruits of your labor yeah but you can start something you can make something um and or you can sell your business or you can do what you want um there's also you know i i, I saw this thing um one of the, it was like one of the council people in the Black Panther. Um, this, this this lady started her career, I think in her fifties, and or or sixties or something like that, and had never acted before, and then you know completely went into the acting and the entertainment industry, and then she was on Black Panther, but she didn't oh, yeah, start yeah, about that. Yeah, but she didn't start until much later in life. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's but he, yeah. So so Gary V. I love I Gary V. I just totally V's, BS'd all those facts. No, no, I, uh, no, you're, like, no, oh. you're good because like you're right though about you know it, it, you can start later in life. Now, there's a counter to that that I also have heard and and I I I believe is probably true. Um, but but one before that one example is one th- one thing to talk about why it's good to start later in life and become successful later mm-hmm. in life. All the greatest stars um, in terms uh, and this is just comes from, um, I think William Goldman or something. I forget what it was. I, I think it was, uh, he, he was the writer of princess bride. Okay. Um, and the writer of, of well, a lot of films um, he wrote, um, a butch casting the Sundance kid. All right. Uh, the writer of that, the screenwriter of that, he mentioned how in his book, uh, I think Adventures in the Screen Trade by William Goldman, um, that all stars, all big stars that lasted like their entire life or whatever, like they, they were, they were legit stars. There's no stars anymore today. Maybe Will Smith is a star There's, or mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is a star. They put, they put people in seats. Not much anymore. Like like a lot of the famous people you think of today when I you know mentioned they're not stars like they were before. Well, the, because I think because of the shifted. technology things and all those, these new things. Yeah. Now there's like fucking people on social media, but they they don't have the lasting power. I don't think of. Oh, don't get. I I have I have some yeah. stories about that. Oh, I'll we'll get into. Wait, we'll we'll get into. I got that. a story about social media. Social media. Well, I'll write some roles. Social media. Um, but but, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Never thought about acting. And then in his 30s, he was with a friend who, his friend had an audition for this television show or something. And he's like, all right, I'll go along. And they needed somebody at like a certain height. Clint Eastwood was that height. And they saw him in the in the lobby or like, or wherever the place was. Yeah. 
and they, they're like you want to audition what? for this thing yeah <laughs> are you here for the <laughs> and he and it became a bit he got the part yeah. and it became a big show yeah. and that's how his film career got uh, started but he was 30 and and he had been working his entire life he'd been yeah. he'd been living a hard life like most people now now i don't want people who are listening to this to think that you have to get a big break no like that no 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 what what i think that you're trying to say is that give yourself time to develop yes you need to be a fully fledged individual before you go into any i event. i honestly if i'm not like if i become i i'd rather become successful in my like 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 famous successful mm -hmm. if i do become famous successful in my 30s don't say if if <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> when um in my 30s i would i, I would actually be fine with that mm. um i'd rather be kind of unknown in my I'm, I'm 26 now i'd rather go through my 20s mm. you know not being ultra you know I, i'd rather not become successful now um why because you feel like you can't handle it no or no, you're, not, you're not you're not i'd rather they get to know me right. when i'm so developed that I know, I know. I'm much when I'm more developed than I am now. I am. I feel honestly, if it happens tomorrow, I'm fine. I mean, I'm. But I'm glad yeah. it would happen now and not five years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm so glad. I understand that. I think. Completely. I think if you like, especially or like if you're like a child actor, mm. that fucking sucks. Oh. Because here's the thing. Oof. Like I did. Who did anybody know who they were when they were in high school? I don't even know who I am now. Yeah. Some days. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah, can I ask how old? How old? What? How old are you now, right now? Yes. Twenty-five. Sure. Really? No. Younger, or older. 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 Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Uh, oh, no, wow. I'm sorry. Thirty-one. 31. I'll be thirty-two in a couple. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. But yeah. Um. Everybody I know is in my is in their like thirties. Everybody, like everybody in the film industry yeah. right now. Like, I, I, I never, I never, I never talk about my age because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not effing matter. I just did a couple auditions, you know, basically being a high schooler or yeah. somebody in college, um, yeah. and nobody yeah, asked. I, thought, I mean, that's why I guess like twenty five because yeah. you look. I can't. I can't tell. Like, yeah. like I thought Darlene was younger than me when I met her. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I told her that, and she's like, "Oh, thank you. I'm I'm way older than you." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, she's like, not way older than me, but she's like older than me. But I was like, it, it, yeah. So, but you know, Clint Eastwood got successful. He didn't get it. So, and I mean, I guess not about the big break, but it's it's more about the, a fact of the reason why he's still around mm -hmm. and why he's so revered, where he was so revered. William Goldman's point was it was because he had defined himself. Yeah. Before he he had he had already defined himself before he people learned about him. And you hear this a lot. You know, I've I've <laughs> I think I I listen to more interviews than actual seeing movies mm -hmm. of 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 people um, in the entertainment industry, and they all say a lot of the same thing. You know, like I they they once they figure out who they are, like. How can you expect to convey an emotion? Yeah, if you don't even know, if you're not even capable of expressing it for yourself. 
mm-hmm. you know for me <laughs> i see people get being um the most successful in in any in any realm if they're the most lit up in the room if they're their most themselves and not mm-hmm. thinking so much about you know the judgment of other people what other people want or hmm. you know not not doing it externally but always being this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. And for me, um, I have to live by that. You yeah. know, uh, I had something in my head, but it it has. It happens to me. me all the time. Know, Ideas just fall know, out of your head. I know. I know. Um, if you think of it, let, let me know. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, like like people who are child actors or something like like uh, I think uh, have you ever seen like iCarly? The Sam, the character, the, the actress who played Sam, um, uh, something. I probably McCurdy. know the face. Uh, She was face. she was blonde. She was her friend, like the the friend of my Carly. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and she played kind of this. I guess I guess you would describe her as like this tough kind of friend, like tough love character or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she got into acting because her mom was very controlling. Her mom uh, was kind of living through her. Oh God! And her mom too much. Yeah, her mom basically like she's she's she does like a podcast now she's like very and I, she was on um the michaela peterson jordan peterson's daughter's podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was a really interesting podcast i listened to the whole thing i was like whoa like like this person like her perspective on things was really interesting and and like she 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 thought the show was garbage <laughs> like she's like what am i doing this garbage for but she you know she had to and um it's like her mom yeah, yeah. and and that and and that sucks um and but like coming famous here's an example of 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 of, so overrated being famous people would come people she was known not for herself but Mm -hmm. for her character on the show and so she was known for this garbage (laughs) that was things that things she she didn't didn't even want she didn't she didn't like it she hated it yeah but and and so people people get to know you for what you are part of, mm-hmm. and she got to be known. She ever she had to play the character that she hated playing in real life to people, and but yeah. not only. But the thing is, like, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why, like, well, she was also she she also was told that you had to be a character. Yeah. Um. A lot of times. Most people, and I see this even adults who are acting, they they try to become a character. Yeah, I'm. I need to change who I am for this thing instead of it taking from who you are and your own experiences and mm-hmm. being able to use your you starting know, from within, starting from within, work out. your way out. Exactly, it's kind of find like, out what works for you, what it, you love. It it's it's like filling the bathtub. Yeah, just watching it fill up and then when it overflows think of it like that you're feeling okay yeah you know i you know figure out what you love and then tweak it so that other people can like it but you have to love it first well i'm not even concerned what people like Mm, yeah i don't even i'm not even concerned what people like you know if i was concerned about what people like i'd i would you know i mean tweak it in terms of like i'm I'm coming from filmmaking from getting feedback as like as a writer getting feedback on a script like I, I found that it wasn't until I got feedback from people and I, I was like, I, I agree with this, yeah. what they're saying. Then I started improving as a writer and I actually started writing stuff that was good that people mm-hmm. liked. If I, if you just write in a vacuum, I found 
for years it, it doesn't lead anywhere. i'm not saying be uh work in a vacuum yeah um you need to understand what the market is and isn't and what yeah. what it reacts to so you know if i come into an audition late mm -hmm. if i come into audition not knowing my lines or if i make a self-tape and it's blurry or the sound is off and you can't understand what i'm saying or maybe i'm hungover chances are i'm not gonna get the job mm -hmm. but all those things are in my control so yeah. i'm going to Make sure I'm on time. Make sure it's what they want or, or what they ask for. Yeah. But when it comes to the actual art, the actual work, I'm not concerned about what somebody else's wants. You know, I think William Defoe said it perfectly, create, don't interpret. Yeah. Because when you're creating, you're, 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 it's being genuine. Mm -hmm. When you're interpreting, you're trying to mirror what you think somebody else's idea of what you're doing should be. And like that's just too convoluted. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm coming from. And that's, you know, once I made that shift, things started happening. Things were, you know, I started really enjoying it more. You know, I know so yeah. many actors that don't have fun. Yeah. Don't have fun doing the thing that they say that they really want to do. You know, that that's where I'm at now. When it came to the child actors, mm -hmm. one of one one of the things that's that's terrible about it is like you you don't know who you are and then the world gets to know you as who you don't know you are you, you, you yourself yeah. and you don't even know who you are yet. Exactly. And then you get your development gets stopped as a person. You de you stop developing. And it gets it trapped in carbonite. It depends on the environment of the yeah. child. Well, here's here's an example. Here's what I mean yeah. by by why it gets trapped and why it can get trapped. Um, do you ever do you ever notice how who you are when you meet somebody is largely who they'll you'll be to them for the rest of their life? Do you ever find? And that's not for everybody, but uh, you know there are people who I you know I knew years ago. Like somebody reached out to me recently from years ago. I was a different person then and I don't know if I'd hang out with them today and, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I want to get back to them. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's all right. Because I, I realized like I think yeah, like I, and I don't think it would be productive for me if I got back to talking to them. Yeah. Um, and so I'm probably just going to ghost them <laughs> or, or not or maybe respond but I don't I really don't know. I haven't decided. Um, yeah. I, I, I fully agree with that. You know, the gut is underrated. Yeah. Your gut feeling about something is, you know, there's so many times in which I go into a situation and my gut says, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's very, it's very like a whisper. Don't, don't do that. But. Yeah. You have to listen. You have to, to listen to that. Especially you with people. Especially with people. Yeah. I. Because they could be saying one thing mm -hmm. and you let, if you agree to it on paper, it's, and if you're not listening to your gut, you yeah. know, it could If go you have somewhere. one thought of, hey. Yeah. Hey, what's going on what? here? They. Yeah. Huh? As soon as Something's you feel not adding that, up. if it doesn't add up, you either you might just get be, it clarified. You might, you might be smelling smoke that's yeah. not on your floor. It's in the yeah. floor below you. And if you don't get the fuck out of the room, exactly. the, the whole, whole floor is going to collapse mm -hmm. and you're going to die. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Could be a fire below you. That's right. Just an, right, 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 an analogy right. from uh, the book Blink yeah. by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. <laughs> um, take, for example, I got an audition in my email. Yeah. And, 
you know, it was, it, it, it was a private thing and they send me the sides and you can just tell they had no idea what they were doing. Really? Yeah. Like, like in what way? Um, the, I'm going to call them the stage directions and the lines were all mixed in together. So it'd say the line and then it would go such and such did such and such. It'd be like in the same sentence. It'd be like, like in a paragraph. It wasn't, so as a writer, they didn't have, they didn't they, have formatting. They didn't have formatting. Also, yeah. um, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say anything about, about the actual writing of the scene and stuff like that. It was, uh, first they sent me a link that was, that had a password. They didn't send me the password. Mm. Um, then they actually send it to me. I see all these grammatical issues with it. I see, you know, there's all these different things, just like a weird, yeah. uh, and, and f as, as soon as I saw that, I went, I, I'm not going to have fun with this. When I, when I did my first audition and I mean, like I auditioned, like it was my first time auditioning somebody else. I was more nervous than the person auditioning. Mm -hmm. I made a fool of myself. Yeah. I made an ass of myself. Yeah. That's okay. You learned. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I never, I don't, I mean, like I, I luckily, auditions after that you know went way better but like i was just so nervous and this person was kind of like there's something up there's something that it just made me really uncomfortable the other person's vulnerability gave me made me uncomfortable yeah i i felt like like this person's like coming into this like at my mercy and i was like i don't like this i really do not like this some people get a fucking power trip on it yeah, I fucking that hate that. You see that, but I, you know, I. And what we're gonna get into that because I have it written down. Go I just wrote it down. Audition process. I want to talk about like yeah. how shitty the audition process is with you, but. <laughs> and you, and you had you have an alternative to it, to like in terms of finding roles, yeah. which is interesting. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just it made me so uncomfortable the way she just she was just like at the mercy of 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 like like she she like like in the, in the sense of she was kind of she had she kind of looked to me like like what do you want me to do like i'll do anything i'm like whoa like yeah. like it, that really yeah. it, it, it 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 you know it, it, it's something yeah. about somebody you know will like I, i'm like uh, i'm not that kind of person who who enjoys directing somebody right. like that but i i've learned to you know now keep a comfortable distance there and, is there is a level of it where and, it and go through needed. it with respect you, you know there's yeah. a certain like respect and if if you're on the same page and you're able to you know say hey i, want I, was, to I think it was just it was just the, the type of person she was right too and she say, brought her kid to the, the audition uh, okay which was interesting. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I guess we, you, have you have to take to, care. You have to do what they got to do. You know, I I, I mentioned that to probably. somebody else, and they're like, "Really?" <laughs> like, like, uh, but I, I realized, yeah, you you have to do what you got yeah, to do. But, do. Um, but 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 sometimes there's a lot of um, people pleasing. It it goes back yeah. to what other people. It made me. It, it, it from that moment I realized something about actors, and that the audition mm. process is so fucked up and weird mm. that. All, and act and and the the fucking the fact that you have to like please people in order to or you feel like you have to please people to get a role i don't know if that's entirely true that you have to i don't you know you have i mean you have to be respectful and kind but you have to 
you know, you have to be yourself. Um, but there was something about just her vibe that kind of, my friend was like, you, you seemed like you had your foot in your mouth the entire time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I didn't really like, cause I was just all over the place. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, uh, like, and she's like, do you want me to do this? Like, I'll do it this way. Um, I, I was like, okay, all right. Um, you know, and I, but I was like, I, I, You've I never seen that before. I wouldn't want so I wouldn't want that version of me to be the version that got famous. And I'm sure in five years I look back on who I am now and be like, I'm glad I'm not. I wasn't famous then. Yeah. But you know, it's like, what you know, I don't know if I can work with that person ever again because of. I mean, I probably could, but like because of how vulnerable I was. Generally, who I am when I meet somebody, I feel like it's being reflected back at me. Yeah. I, I look at somebody now who I went to high school with and the part, the version of me feels somehow in some weird trippy way where it just feels like I'm being, it's being reflected back at me like a, like a black hole reflecting light uh, from, from a different time or, or, or the, or the, the or stars, light taking, yeah. you know, years, years to, you know, yep. billions of years to get to us. I feel like that. I feel like, I feel like it's the delayed transference of the light particles and I'm just seeing myself and I, I turn into myself. Mm. I somehow, it's like the groove thing we talked about. Yep. I go back into the old grooves a little bit. Yeah. If I was mean to somebody in the past, God forbid, I, I, if I meet them again, I'll try my best not to become mean or something or, or, or I try not to be a dick, but I feel those tendencies come back mm. and I'm like, I don't like this. Like, don't yeah. do that. It could also. I mean, be I, what, I don't. I yeah. usually don't. Yeah. I think I've become better, and and I kind of imagine if I meet somebody who I, I really wasn't, you know, nice to, but I feel guilt. I feel the guilt troubling me. I think I think you need to forgive yourself. Yeah. I think you need to give yourself more grace mm -hmm. in 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 terms of, you know. That was old. Mm -hmm. I am new say goodbye yeah to that and and just understand that you know if you come across that person again you know mm -hmm. be you know have that awareness of hey i'm i'm kind of feeling a little not myself right now let me completely change this thing and yeah you can do that at times know, like, and, and work with that work with that and you know but work, if you're mm -hmm. but if like if you're famous and you're not interacting with the people one on one the media you're not only just you're not only they're not only getting to know you at the time they're getting the media's interpretation of you and and we're talking about people who don't give a fuck what people think of you they want them they, they actually will do better if they put out negative versions of you in some instances and so you'll end up you know like or for your child actor you'll end up in the in the fucking gossip gossip column gossip column and you'll have all these people talking about you based on that perspective people are going to do no matter yeah. what yeah people are going to think whatever they want to think but about if you're you, not no developed in a sense of of knowing how to have a defense mechanism against bullshit mm -hmm. perspectives it's like it can fuck you up like it would have fucked me up years ago i think in a lot of ways you know let's go back to gary v the best defense yeah. is offense yeah I think a lot of it is, you know, having conversations and just being, you know, overly communicative with people. And sure, people are going to, um, you know, want to rain on your parade. But then everybody who knows you is going to say, hey, that's that's not who Tom is. Yeah. Why, why are you saying this? 
And so that's why um, uh, communal knowledge is so key, you mm -hmm. know? And that's why if you have a large reach and you are being genuine, if something comes out in, in some sort of other media outlet that is, you know, some say tabloid or something that people are going to be like, oh, that's BS. Oh, they didn't, don't, they don't have all the context. Oh, mm -hmm. like they would, they would find some things. And that's why you see, you know, usually when, when some big news comes out, big news about, about something, there's always two camps. Yeah. One for the person, one against the person. But in that case, if I'm the individual, who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, if there's an event in which one person does something to another person, um, they need to figure it out or they need to settle whatever happened. But anybody else's, you know, input from the, the you know, the stands, don't, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if someone's booing or cheering from the stands, the game is still being played. Yeah. That's, that, that's what really counts, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's why, you, you know, okay, going back to sports. That's why you see like press conferences of sports players, you know, answering questions from the media. And a lot of times you kind of see them going like, but, but you weren't on the field. Like yeah. I had to make that decision. Yeah. You know, at, at the end of the day, like that, this is just what it is. You have a limited perspective if you're not there. Exactly. Exactly. And so everybody just wants to kind of say what they want to say. And, 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 and it could come from insecurity. It could come from, Hey, if we make this story, we can get a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Hey, if we get these pictures and like post them everywhere and just, put up a headline of something mm -hmm. you know that's literally how tabloids make money yeah a lot a lot of people don't know that publicists of celebrities sell the likeness of their clients mm -hmm. for tabloids and mm -hmm. so a lot of times some tabloids actually you know make money to put right back into the celebrity's pocket yeah yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Like some some people, you know, when you hear about like person's breakup, sometimes it's it's the publicist yeah. who actually gives them the lowdown on that. Like uh Yeah, it's it's a publicist or or, or they would sell um a, a story mm -hmm. or or the, it it would be like I mean, once you get up to that level, everything is business. Yeah, and Everything is bit like, all, all that, the stars. The you best were talking way about? of dealing with that is not having a publicist selling that information because then people aren't going to be as so as no, annoyed well, well, with you. You so, sometimes. I mean, it depends on the relationship with with the publicist, and um, mm -hmm. also like I really don't feel comfortable talking about that because I'm not in a position to. Yeah. I'm not in that position. I I feel like at the end of the day, you have to create your own bliss. Mm -hmm. And people are going to say and do whatever they want to do. Yeah. You know, that's what I always go back towards. Now, at the end of the day, you know, maybe whatever time I want, I have a publicist and I just say that because um, I, I remember hearing Joe Rogan talking about this very thing where he was talking about, yeah, like like the like famous people, their publicists will actually give information about their breakup to somebody and that's why a lot of people are so like like get you know you hear people to get like annoyed about hearing about these celebrities constantly yeah. you never hear about that about Joe Rogan because he doesn't do it and one of the things about that that I think is interesting is the only way people hear about him is through his podcast yeah. through his channel he doesn't 
engage in any news or he media. Controls the, he controls the narrative. Yeah, yeah. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I love I've knew that before I, you know, started listening to Joe Rogan. It's like I I want to be able to control my own narrative. With the podcast, mm-hmm. I can literally put out anything I want. Um and you know, if some, well, things can be taken out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's you know, very true. People um, can take a snippet of this and say, "Hey, this person said this." Is yeah, this. that's but, why I usually cut certain yeah. things out. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that's not gonna." I mean, I knew like if in context, but they can still like splice yeah. like sentences and say, well, yeah, what do yeah. you mean by that?" Um, that's why I always yeah. sit on this side so that people can cut all my podcasts together and have me have a com- really ridiculous yeah. conversation yeah. with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of but, the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, segwaying from, from talking about media and all that stuff and, and having an audience, how do you gr- how do you build your brand or, or grow your audience? What have you found to be Um, helpful? I don't grow my brand. I, I don't like this this new wave of like, oh, what's my brand? What's, yeah. what, what am I going to say and do? Like, Doesn't um, Gary Vee talk about that though? I think he does, doesn't he? I, I, might, I could be wrong. You are your brand. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, you are your, your brand. Own brand of yourself. It's your again. We're talking about you don't, inside you don't like, to out. You don't like what do you like? Not, what, what's what's because a lot of people the... think that they have to again change themselves to yeah. fit a certain niche. Every you know every single. Well, I think per- I wrote that question for somebody else who had a business, mm-hmm. um, and I just kept it that way. Yeah, um, that's fine. I I I think I felt like I was I, I was listening. I was like, oh, I should have asked them how they built their brand because yeah. they mentioned oh i you know like building my brand for years and i right. never asked i should have followed up that question but you have to be very careful in terms of quote build your brand, your brand because you don't want to get into a space where you're changing the dna of who you are because mm-hmm. then you're living a character yeah that's why i like chose at the end of the day profitable productions is my production company name mm-hmm. um because it has my name in it and and it's funny <laughs> profitable, and it, production. profitable productions and and it's i mean there's and and it's a little bit clever you know um it's cleverer than something like deep work films which is something i thought about deep work films the only reason i wanted it to be called that was because the process for writing for me had become deep work like i yeah. basically i i i'm for this amount of time i'm going to be going without distraction mm-hmm. to go into a deep state of creativity to, to get this work done and I was like, that's a cool name, but it doesn't have any meaning to most people. I have people. a hard time doing that. I'm like, all right, I'm deep. You have for, to. So I'm my, deep, I'm deep for 20 minutes and I got to go something else. My advice, my <laughs> advice, if you're, and then you I know, circle back like if, if you're writing or something like, yeah. like, you, you, you know, what I would say is, um, basically like, try this, um, take a power nap, 20 minute power nap okay, and have coffee ready or, 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 you know, if you need to make coffee after the nap or whatever. But after that nap, have everything ready to go do the writing or whatever deep work Mm. task so that you, it's all routine from, from, from that power nap. And don't, once you wake up from that power nap, don't talk to anybody. Don't interact. Notifications should be off on your phone. You shouldn't be able to see anything that will distract you. The reason for the power nap is to kind of clean your brain and then, and get you into a deep state of creativity and you go from that deep state of creativity into your task, whether it's writing a script or something or working on a project that requires deep focus. Then when you arrive and sit in your chair, um, you know, maybe you do like a, a prayer before it, um, you know, to kind of, you know, engage like the higher uh, 
domain or whatever you want to call it like like mm. you know it, it, there is something to that when i started praying before my writing sessions there's a clear difference cool. in terms of the ideas i came up with mm. i actually started coming up with like I, I i felt like i for real started having inspiration when i the more you know you think in terms, in terms of like a higher do, domain or something cool. um yeah there's something real to that yeah but you you know you uh, you 20, 20 minute power map you go do your thing you get everything ready you go to the bathroom if you have to mm -hmm. it's routine stuff no no tasks until you you sit down and then maybe you, you set a timer i'll set a timer for an hour mm. for my writing sessions i find my my writing is sharpest and most clear um and i'm funniest when i do it just an hour and then i can do multiple hour long sessions throughout the day um but i'll, I'll have power naps before them okay. um maybe more than one power i usually do more than one power nap i usually i do four power naps before like a writing well it's session. a lot of mental work yeah so you, sometimes you just got to shut it off um yes and also before the 20 minute power nap i'll i'll front load it by going on the internet and just browsing random funny shit yeah. and entertaining youtube. myself youtube yeah Whoa. go down the youtube algorithm Whoa. you know try not to get too deep but you know it's hard go from that or go on instagram something gets get you some entertainment right before the power nap and then go from that power nap to straight to writing and and write and 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 and, and you might want to start the writing session by not writing anything first thing you write is a question what now i do that because then i answer i'm trying to do this thing and then i get rolling yeah what i do is i always ask that open-ended question because it might not be to go do the automatic thing i might realize and and it's important to realize that at the start because the start of the writing session your brain is at its most clear it is at the it is at the kind of the the you're seeing the forest for the trees before you get into the forest well that's why a lot of writers write as soon as they wake up yes you know yeah. i i I've, i keep hearing that i mean some some people need to especially if you have kids night. especially if you have kids <laughs> i mean yeah um and, and i totally get that but yeah i mean um brian koppelman um writer for billions showrunner as well um he does that he wakes up and it'll be like four or five in the morning mm -hmm. and he he does his best work then yeah because one nothing's happening yeah like meh. um and i think also if you have this this hyperactivity in your brain you just you're 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 really vulnerable in a sense that you know you're very sensitive to things when you first wake up because your brain's just starting to get into mm -hmm. it and then but like if you're already focused on something you go into it, yeah. You know, and I think I think I, I, that that works a lot with with writers. And you know, I I woke up early to see the sun rise this morning. Yeah. Um, and I was at the beach. I was at the shore, and you know, I'm not usually at the shore a whole lot, um, ever. And I just wanted to 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 see it, and I I wish I could do that every day. Honestly, yeah. I was just like, wow, this is this is really nice. <laughs> this really it's special um because i think that everybody should watch the sunrise at least once a year yeah that's a good I, just watch once. The sunrise once a year yeah that's, just just, just, just check it out i like just, it i dig it I you dig know that. you know um so yeah i think i think you need to again about the self-awareness you need to find what works for you mm -hmm. some people need to write at 5 a.m some people need to do it at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so you gotta figure it out i've, I've managed to figure I, I i'm always attracted at the idea of writing in the morning but i did write in the morning before um but i found that what works best for me is what i do now 
Um, if I didn't, if, if, it, if whatever I was doing now stopped working, I'd probably do that because it, yeah, like you said, it's like you are, your mind was clear headed. I like to meditate in the morning because of that. Um, and right. We've talked and, about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like for me, meditating is like, like that's where I really get into, I can really step up the gears for the rest of the day. Mm. If I get a good meditation session in and, uh, and I find I've found that, you know, if I don't get a good meditation session in the in morning, I'm it's I might as well not even write because it's not going to be at the, it's you know, what's going to happen is if I do write, um, the writing is going to be crap. I will have created a bunch of crap writing. And then not only that, I'm going to have to take a day off anyway mm. to reset my brain and kind of get me back to where I need to be. Hmm. So I might as well just take a, br a break day from that. Hmm. And then I can recover the next day and start again. Yeah. Um, I found that, and, and and it's like you, you if you go and write on a shitty day where you're like, I know for, for a fact, like from experience, the writing's gonna be crap. You're going to not only create crap on the page, you're gonna create problems in, in the writing, you're gonna create um, problem habits and ways of thinking about the story you're trying to tell that aren't correct that aren't what you want them to be um that's that's been my experience and it works yeah. it works for you um but i also think that uh, you know and, and anybody listening uh, again you have to find what works for you but also be okay saying you know hey i need to take a break day mm -hmm. you know hey i need to you know i got some shit going on right now i'm not in the best headspace i got i gotta you know go back in and and think about it and then I can get back out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of times with me in which I do a lot of, you know, pitch calling and I do a lot of, you know, reaching out to people that I want to work with. And if I'm not in the right mindset, I don't do that that yeah. day. Or um, if I get an audition and I just don't feel comfortable with it, I'm okay saying I'm not going to do that, mm -hmm. you know. Now, you brought this up before to me and i thought it was really interesting um and you just mentioned it now it, 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 i forget if you said that that was like a better so was it a is that a better solution for finding roles is you know everybody goes to these auditions over and over and again yeah but you know the best way to do it is reach out to the people you want to work with and those and and people who are cast who are actually putting who are actually casting roles on their film who are neat who are looking for actors, directors, producers. Um, I guess well, did, I forget if you said casting agents or or casting people. Well, everybody. Um, you know. So for me, sure, I can see a project coming down the pipeline and say. Oh my God, this role would be perfect. Blah blah blah, and start. Sometimes you don't know, and sometimes you don't know, or or you just know that there's a creator that you really resonate with with yeah. their work, and you, I really I would love to work with them. That's where I usually like to come from, um, yeah. because if there's a producer on a film, and there's usually like dozens of producers, depending on the on the project, or several producers, chances are they're going to be doing other projects similar to that or yes. at least with yeah. the other producers on that project so because a lot of them work with each other like mm -hmm. okay and that's like a little team that they got and they 
sometimes yeah. they have like i'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing like the i mean i think it's smart that i mean you you reached out to me and i'm not used to people doing that at that level map right now but you know i was so i was like oh, why is he, he seems yeah. interested um and and, and 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 doing the podcast and i was like yeah that's that's a very effective way of going about it because it's like i'm you know you're coming on the podcast i've you know i've i'm immediately like i might cast this guy like like i'm doing a comedy <laughs> sketch well i appreciate it yeah i don't i mean i don't know if you're gonna be still here uh i, I don't know if we're when we're gonna be doing it we might be doing it did you leave are you saying you're leaving in september i'm not sure exactly the date that i'm leaving but mm-hmm. also I mean, there, there, there's these things that um, people use actually a lot right now. They're called planes. <laughs> they all get together in this tube and they fly long distances. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, I can be, you know, from here to LA in five yeah. hours. Well, I, I wouldn't have somebody fly in to do a comedy sketch. But, but I, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. if I was in a situation where Wait, I was you already you're going to LA coming or New York? in LA, oh, yeah, okay. if I, I if I was already on my way coming oh, here for Sass something, there. yeah, 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 we ah. actually talked a bit about that. Ah, cool. um, yeah, yeah, he wanted to be roommates, and I'm ah. like, I need my own space. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's just this is me personally. But no, I, I um, yeah, that. yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, um, going out. Going out west, um, gonna rent for a year, mm-hmm. see what it's like, and uh, kind of going from there. I'm just really excited, I, honestly. Yeah, it's a brave new no, world. I have so much that's like, oh my god, watch out for the fires. <laughs> that's why I said renting, so I can, it's not my house. Um, damn, but yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, you talked, you, you, you asked me about, um, reaching out to the individuals that you want to work with yeah and for me it, it's more, more it, it, it's also more about understanding how the industry really works a lot of actors think that they have to get an agent or a manager or both who submit them for roles and casting directors choose um you know who gets chosen and, and a lot of times there are so many ways in which an actor can get a role other than that. The people really making the decisions are the producers, the writers, directors, people on the produ- on, on, uh, on, on, in the production companies. Mm-hmm. So and if you you know if you go on IMDB, you look up any any producer worth their weight or established, they're producing three to 30 projects at any given time. Yeah. You know, or they're in the pipeline or they're just looking at it. Um or or or, or they're just gearing up or having having yeah. meetings. And if you create a relationship it. with them, exactly. even if it's like a you know, a small thing, it's like exactly. they, you, yeah. you you immediately like here's the thing. When um like David Lynch and I do this is kind of like how I cast too, like because it because it probably inspired by him, it's like he casts people like uh, uh what's her name? Um she was in, I know she was, was it Mulholland Drive? What was her name? She was also in uh, the King Kong movie that was done in like 2005. Oh. What's her name? I don't know. I'll, I, I it'll, see it. I'll just put it on the, the video. <laughs> um, I said, I mentioned this the other day. I should put it here. There we go. Yeah, there right there. Um, she basically, she had been in L, like like L.A., 
like all doing auditions for 10 years or something and it was just terrible people were so like superficial and shit and and we'll talk about auditions but like she she just felt like she wasn't noticed and then along came an audition with david lynch david lynch and my boy david lynch he he didn't have he didn't do an audition with her he's like i want you to meet me at this restaurant i love the restaurant because this great food there i eat there every every week every day um and uh we're gonna sit and we're gonna talk and well no he didn't say that but like they sat down and she's like oh what do you want me to do and, she, and he's like talk about your day <laughs> and she literally talked about her day and he listened to her and she like for the first time like like she talked to her like or she said like i think it was a, one of the probably the first time where the person casting gave a shit about her and he was listening and what he was mm-hmm. doing he was listening and looking and watching her talk and imagining her in every scene of the movie start to finish and then he saw that she could play the role yeah. and was like, you got the role. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's shoddy David Lynch impression. I've never done a David Lynch impression yeah. before. I don't even know where that came from. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I've never even heard him speak. So, but oh, so oh, he's great. Just look up on YouTube. Uh, David Lynch is a madman for like eight minutes or something. It's oh, it's God. a funny video. He, he like once advertised uh, one of his actresses. uh I think Sarah was a Sarah Palmer or something like like her her performance. He, he felt so great about her performance in a film she had done done or I forget if it was in his film, but he went and brought a cow, stood in a like somewhere off next to an intersection with a cow and a big sign that says like for your consideration Sarah Palmer. <laughs> but it was like it was it was out of compassion. Yeah, and that's like like it's just such like it's very like strange behavior. But for some reason when he does it. It's like no, that's normal. That's normal. Him, like that's Again, who he is. Self awareness. That is so, and that that I love it. That's yeah, it's that's so funny. who he is. He brought himself. Somebody was driving yeah. by. Is that they're like, is that David Lynch? They're video. Yes. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's David Lynch with a cow. What's he doing with a yeah. cow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like um, he We're a weird it, bunch. I'll tell you that. But no, you you uh you you listen to the actor talk. You mm. you and also I can once I get to meet the person like yourself. I can now picture you as certain characters I'm writing, or I could write a character from based on talking to somebody like, like that's how a lot of my, 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 my characters, you know, I find them to be, yeah, I find them because, Oh, I've met this actor who is basically this Kevin McCauley. Yeah. I met, I don't know. Back when I started talking with him, when he first emailed me, uh, for like to be an extra on this film I was doing, he just was looking to be an extra on a vo- for a volunteer film, and he, like, it, I, I he immediately stood out to me because it's like, oh, this is a, guy's a state trooper, all that stuff, yeah. and he's turning turning. He's also acting. built, yeah, you know. And I was like, I want to work with this dude, and and we've been, I'm grateful that we've been friends, and and I've you know tried to cast him in different things, and and from knowing him and talking to him, I'm like, I know how, I know what. The, to i know what to have or, or just seeing a video of somebody yeah audition for anything i can often tell even if it's not the same thing i'm i'm trying to audition for the character that he's, they're auditioning for i can kind of tell um and I, it's safer to you know kind of meet yeah. them and know but you you can kind of just tell from listening to somebody you it's like it's like grooves we were talking about earlier yeah. with the brain okay there's something about a voice you can tell if they've got 
grooves in their voice what those grooves are meant for. Well, I think you're also, you know, a, a lot person, of people, you know, there you can tell who like, they are. Darlene sent me an audition and I could immediately tell like this character, this that needs to be played. They need to be the boss in the room. Mm -hmm. They need to be of attitude. They need to have opinions. When I met Darlene, I was looking for someone else for, I was looking for a different role. And I, I turned her down for that role because I was like, she has too many opinions for this character <laughs> or she just doesn't or not, not, not. but it, it just, she just didn't match the original character I was trying to cast for and then I met her and then I was like I guess this is going against doing a video audition I'm arguing against that now but you know when I met her I was like yeah this is actually like I, I can see her as this character but when I yeah like when I first mm -hmm. when I talked to her I was like yeah I could see her doing this um but or, but when i saw when i when i just watched her audition again i was like oh this she's now she's perfect what i'm doing now yeah i watched it rewatched her audition from the, the other thing because i was like wasn't this other actress who was doing this thing it, oh perfect you know mm -hmm. she's good for this character because like like she and 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 she has this kind of she has a personality to her yeah. where i'm like yeah she's she's perfect for this she she, she plays this character really well um and like I find that with actors, like I can kind of tell what my interpretation of like what you know, or I could tell what lines I would believe them saying. Yeah. And if I've written a character, I'm like, I could I could kind of believe them saying these things and, and being this. Um You see the person and you 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 can in, you can infer yeah. uh, a situation or a film or a project that you're making for mm -hmm. them. Or, or, or that that they would work well in. Yeah. 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 So, so, what are your thoughts on the audition process in general? What are your, I mean, I, I have a lot of grapes with it. What are your, grapes? um, or what are your thoughts? If you change the way you look at something, what you look at changes. And I forget who said that quote. Um, my acting coach says it a few times. Sure, there's a lot of flaws with it. Yeah. Sure there's some unrealistic expectations that um, casting, in my view, gives to actors and a lot of things that actors don't do for casting. You know, it goes both ways. And, you know, the reason why it doesn't work is because a lot of times actors are too busy trying to think about okay what 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 does casting want what does the producers want you know they're they're worried about what other people want as well as you know the producers don't know anything about the actor usually mm -hmm. they just kind of see what they get yeah and um for me what i i try to do is i try to reach out and you know i lead with grace and and in gratitude and you know and and with the people that i want to work with i you know introduce myself mm -hmm. and i see if i can you know um, and sometimes it's just you know showing gratitude other times depending on how uh, the situation is i'm able to send my materials to them um, but other times uh it's just a conversation and once you have that rapport with this producer or this director or the assistant or the manager or agent of that person that you want to work with, yeah. the, that, that, that team knows who you are. And so when an audition comes up or a role comes up and let's say you're binged for it, 
you can send an audition and they already have a context of, oh, I've talked to this guy. Yeah. I know who this person is. And in a sense, you're already producer approved. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I see it in, especially in the art or just in any career, relationships matter. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're, you're referring to, you know, I, I wanted to go back to the, 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 uh, the calling and, and the networking and, and reaching out to people because that's a big part of my auditions. Um, I, you know, and of course so, so th things come through that I, you know, don't know any of the producers for. Um, and also there's a lot of times in which I try to call somebody and they hang up on me, mm -hmm. you know, it's just what it is, you know, but I keep going. Um, when it comes to an audition for me, I try to find the fun. Yeah. I make sure I have fun with it. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, you have to. That's a good you have way of to. looking You at have it. to. And, and, and y y it doesn't mean trying to think about what someone else wants. Yeah. Just because it says one thing on the page doesn't mean you got to do it exactly like that. Yeah. A lot of times you are able to see. Like stage directions? Stage directions, how it's written, what yeah. the words are saying. You can find the trap. Yeah. You can find the trap in the text of oh this guy is. I often cross all the stage directions out. But sometimes even even the words, even what the person's saying. Yeah. And if you really, you know, also I like to people watch and I like to look <laughs> at how people say things and do things. And a lot of times they might say words, but their actions and their body say something completely different. Mm -hmm. So if someone, so, you know, like if, if someone says like, I hate you. So sometimes it's really, I hate you. <laughs> you know, that, you know, your body is like smiling and like happy <laughs> and so, but you're saying something else. And so a lot of times it can hit and become different ways. And so a lot of times, um, let, let's just take that, that, that line, I hate you. I might be thinking of something uh, uh, about the person or about a situation that makes me happy, you know, like I yeah, might do be the smiling. opposite. You, you know, a lot of times, it's sometimes a lot of times, it's the opposite. You 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 don't want to do with a trap because every other actor is going to do that trap. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked to you about this commercial I'm going to do, um, in in which the person had to be happy go lucky, but in the context of who this person is, you know, they're from Philly. They're, you know, sports fans, you know, they're not necessarily known as like a happy go lucky, you know, they're, they're yeah. more rough. They're more, you know, like, you know, I don't care what you think, you know, Hey, you know, what you looking at? You know, it's, it's a little bit different how, yeah. how, how it's inferred. And, um, I didn't want to do, I don't want to do what's just written on the page. Yeah. I want to find it myself. And I think a lot of times you get a role simply because you're willing to go into different places. Mm -hmm. And that shows, you know, producers, directors, whomever's making the project, oh, this person can have fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, hey, that's a whole different way. I never even realized that we wanted that. And they might say, like, oh, this is really cool. Mm hmm. And they can bring you back to what they wanted. 
But the fact that you took all these fun, different, exciting places with it, mm-hmm. whereas all the other actors are just doing the vanilla, what was on the page, what the stage directions were, um, that makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. And then plus with what I'm doing, trying to make, you know, work with people that I want to work with, the combination of the two of being known and taking fun choices and getting them to know who I am, it works better. Yeah. Earlier, we we're talking about becoming famous when you're young versus old or, or not only that, but also just age not mattering and, and you can starting you can start things later in life. What are your thoughts on the whole idea of oh, no, you're good. Uh, the the idea of of people being having a prime? And by that I mean it's like they're between the age of thirty and and fifth and, and and forty or fifty. It's prime. like prime um, meaning meaning. No, I I know what you yeah. mean, but but by whose definition? Like, and I think so that, the, that's the reason cool. I'm getting at this is like Quentin Tarantino plans to retire mm-hmm. after either one more film or his last film he just did, and it's because he relates filmmakers, film directors to boxers. It's a young man's game, mm-hmm. and you. You have this this energy from your it's a combination of like your prime is where your youth and experience line up. Yeah. You and it's usually like 35. Like if you look at some of the or like around that age, 30 to 35, that's when, you know, a lot of people uh great filmmakers, yeah. Great filmmakers yeah. peak. They they peak at that point. And and it's because, like, like, I don't, I don't I have know how my take on this. Yeah, what's your take? So we're making art, right? Yeah. Art is subjective. How are we basing prime? Ah, yeah. You know. Also, also, there's a lot of times in which it takes a lot of effort to make a film. Yeah. And in some respects, if you're not able to physically and mentally do the work it's it's not gonna you're not gonna be at your best yeah um yeah i mean you see people have their peak and then completely fall off and they have other people who 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 make an environment for themselves and their work where they can sustain it or Mm -hmm. maybe instead of being the director maybe they become a writer mm-hmm. or, 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 well, even or, or, writing, the, or, or even, even in writing, it's like the reason why I think it affects you as a writer too, a writer director. It's like, it can, you know, writing for me is such a, is, is actually harder than it. And then people think it's like, you have to, you're pulling ideas out of the fucking ether. You, mm-hmm. Like, and, and to do that, I have to work out hard. I have to meditate like, like ridiculously like i have to do all these different things and and if i'm having a bad day it can i'll have to take away from writing yeah you know or or if i'm like like if it's a bad day like like i'm really exhausted like i used to like if i like if i do something slightly different i realize i'm like i'm not on my game like Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm gonna just create more problems than i can uh, then i'll be fixing yeah and so I wonder, like, am I going to re? If I get in my my fifties or sixties, am I going to realize, ah, shit? Like, there's things about my old age that are fucking with my ability to do as well as I used to, and that's what I think he's talking about. 
and also just you know not being able to manage the stress as well or all these different or the physicality of it i don't know also your perspective on the world changes yeah you know uh priorities change Mm -hmm. you know and i think also he's like starting a family now and going that route exactly exactly and so george lucas when first star wars mm -hmm. came out he stopped directing because he uh he wanted to become a parent full time. Exactly. His, per, his, his priorities changed. Yeah. And I think that also has to play in the equation. It's not just, oh, I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. No, I see the world a different way. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd rather spend my time raising a kid as best I can so they don't become an asshole. Yeah. I can and, see and that. And also it's like, it, he says it's a young man's game. And it's like, I think part, part of that is you have to be fucking crazy. You like you have to be so crazy about what you're trying to create mm-hmm. to to direct a film, because it is hard. Like yep. he, like there's a reason why. You gotta like, be crazy doing any gas. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. It's like, like I I literally have white hair in my. This comes up every fucking podcast. <laughs> like I have white hair in my beard. You see this white hair? Yeah. That's from Rusty Spade, a film I did with Kevin. Oh, oh wait, the one that we showed you. Yeah, you, oh, you okay. saw it. Yeah, that. That from that's from that film. What happened? Was it just stress? It was. I think it was the stress of not thinking we got it and not being able to shoot again with those people. Oh. And I would have had to scrap the film and reshoot it with other people. And really, that was sure not genetics. Or do you think no, it's stress? no, it no, it came days after that shoot. Uh, I didn't have the white hair, and a family member pointed it out. And I looked. I, I thought they were joking. I looked in the mirror. Well, I was that like, explains a lot about me. I have a lot of gray hairs. Yeah. Like, you know, all throughout my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, actually, in my late teens, I started getting gray hairs. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I have very, like, dark hair. And why? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have a feeling one day I'll have a whole white beard by my 30s. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I do see myself as going like the gray fox. Yeah. You know. No, nah, it's a good, I th- it's I, good look. <laughs> I'd rather have that than be bald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. Personally. Um, you know, other people can rock the ball dome, but I, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I think I'm too vain. Um, but for me, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that, and that's the thing there, there comes a point in which people just don't want to be that stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and, and, and I might, it might be clear to me later in life where I'm like, like now, right now I'm like, oh my God, like I, I won't be making films when I'm old, like, because I, I won't be doing it as well. No, like, I'll, and I'll be looking back in my fifties. Like, I just want to help other people make their films. I don't. Really, I really. I, I've exactly. I've made the films I want to make. Exactly. Like, there's this director who wrote this, who who directed this film called Come and See, which is one of the most. It's it's people relate it to the the beginning of of Saving Private Ryan. Like, mm. but it's the full film is just it, it's well, it's just graphic. It's based it's based it's it was a it's based on personal experience from the director who grew up in a war torn country. Huh. And it's about this kid in in war and witnessing horrific fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Horrible thing. There, there's a scene where they, I mean, not to, I don't know if I'll, I, I'd spoil it. Where they kill a bunch of people in, yeah. a, in a gruesome wow. way. And it's, and it, and, and there's all sorts of things like that. But it's like, it is, it's fucked up. Like, and he lived through shit like that. That was, that was one of his, it was his most successful and well-known film. But after he made that film, and it, you after you watch it, you're like, whoa. It's heavy. Like, me and my friend were like, 
we just sat with it for a while yeah. you have to with and films. you watch but he he never made another film and people asked him why why, why aren't you making more films because that was like your best what do you say i've done everything i want to do with filmmaking there you go he, he he had he had basically i think he had done everything filmically he ever wanted to do with that film he he i think what he mean also means it's like he or what i think he meant is or i, I forget but it's like he he had told the stories that gave him most of the trauma that probably had promoted him to do what he, you know, into the craft of, of filmmaking. He said the story he wanted to show. Yeah. He, he, he told the story. Come and he see, to come and see my childhood basically. Yeah. 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 And, or, or uh, it also could have been cathartic. Could I mean, also, they, they, you know? they fucking shot live cows with, they shot live ammunition over the actors. This was Russia in the sixties or seventies. I forget. Uh, Russia. Yeah, dude. Oh, I love I love <laughs> Russian films. Uh, Stas told me he wrote a screenplay years ago, and I was like, dude, like let's pull it out of the woodworks. Let's. I, I want to hear it. Yeah, there's a couple things it, that he's written. Yeah, he showed me a couple. You you did a didn't you do? Were you the one in the project with him? Yeah, I was in a pro. I, I we wait. Trying he to he did it. a like it was a sketch show. He's trying to put together. Sketch it was with show. or no? It was it's like there's an action that I remember him. No, okay. About. I, well, he did this thing where this guy was. You know, he he was trying to learn what life is like or something. I, I don't know. It was like mm. a comedy thing. I, I wasn't sure if that was the you were the person you did it with. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, um. Because Chris Cole shot it. Yeah. Yeah. Chandler that was Sound. that was me. Oh okay. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was how was that? Was it was that fun? fun. Honestly, honestly, for me, um, I I've produced two short films. And both of them, I, you know, part of my intention was to use for my reel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can have as much, as many self-tape footage as yeah, you- fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, I mean, it has its place. Like, yeah. le- like- uh, For like auditions remotely, yeah, I think. Not just, not just auditions, but also sometimes you just need to have something well lit and well shot. And, yeah. And just, you know, well acted that you can show 20 30 seconds of and that's enough you know to show like oh okay this person okay this is what they look like yeah when with good lighting with good lighting you know because some people aren't trained to to see like Mm -hmm. they think what they're seeing is what they're going to look like on camera probably i don't know i don't really do that like i just look for personality but i mean some people i don't know i don't know how they look at people but also there's the thing of like the 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 confirmation or is it not confirmation bias it's it's the it's like being preceded by your your uh your 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 uh um what's the word your it, it creates this aura of professionality when you see that somebody's done something professional well it also gives you confidence that they've been on a set yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know it, it makes you say oh all right this is all right they've done they've all right this is a good product they yeah. know they know what they're doing, lights, camera, action. When I say action, what am I gonna get? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least we can get this out of the person. So, so quick question. Oh. Uh, you said two hours. We're at one fifty. One okay. hour and fifty minutes. Is it fine? How if we find? Is it fine we, if we, we go, go over? We go okay. Over. That's fine. Because um, there's some questions I wanted to get to. How do you feel like you've evolved as a person or in what you do? You want to go a little over, or you want to go a lot over? <laughs> go, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm fine with going as, as long as you want. Well, all right, so I'll go. You want to go three hours? Uh, I, I mean, 
If you had to be somewhere, as, as long I mean, oh, I I could I have enough questions we could go for as long as Stas's interview. Yeah, I don't we're not going to do that though. Um, but yeah. Well, what are your like two favorite questions? Um, well, I have my final questions. Um, but there's a rapid fire. Okay. Um, um so, so other than those. So, let's see, uh, what, what's the hardest thing you've ever done or the thing you're most proud of? Hardest thing I've ever done. If is, you're okay with answering that. Yeah. I mean, I've alluded to it already. It's, yeah. um, being the primary caregiver for my mother who died of cancer. Um, I am also the most proud of that as well because, you know, she gave so much to me. And she gave me an environment in which I could turn into the man that I wanted to turn into. And it was the least that I could do to take care of her when no mm -hmm. one else could. Yeah. Um, in short, that's, that's what I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hardest too. Yeah. To, to see, you know, cause uh, I can't imagine. I mean, I've, I, the closest thing I've come to that is, or like death in my family. I'm, I'm fortunate it hasn't been um, more than this, but like my grandparents, like I, I, I witnessed my grandmother go through dementia mm -hmm. and we had her living with us for a few years. That's, the, yeah. Um, that's so hard. Yeah. Just watching and somebody kind of, too. Yeah, that's and hard. then having to constantly remind them like about who you are and things that that's. Do you have to have signs? To say like I am such such so and so. Uh, no no no. Okay. We just have to re-explain it to her over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean yeah. It's just I mean it's it's it's, it's here seeing somebody you you love kind of turn into something that's not them, and you know that, but it's there's still a person in front of you doing these things. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, think it's I think rough. I think what was it's harder for me because uh, my mother got lung cancer that went met, uh, metastasized to the brain. Yeah. And so you had somebody who lost function, but was still completely there. Hmm. And just seeing your entire body shutting down just because tumors in your brain were just not letting you live. Yeah. Um, seeing that happen was um, one terrifying um, and it, it was, uh, um, also, you, you, you know, her mood started changing once she had so much going on, but then thing, you know, certain parts of the brain would shut off. And so what wound up happening is she'd be, she, she'd be literally had to revert back to almost like an infant self because mm -hmm. she, like, there was nothing she could. And then. Once the spinal cord started getting impacted, then, you know, one day she would lose her, no balance. She couldn't move her left leg. Okay. Now, now she can't even sit up. Now she can't talk. You know, it, it, it was just, it, it was, one, it, it was, um, it was a lot. And, uh, for me, me being the goddamn fucking optimist that I am, I see it as the biggest lesson for me to 
live the way that I want to live because there will come a day in which I will not be able to do so. Mm -hmm. There will come a day in which I will not be able to come here or do something like this to to talk about my experiences in my life and what how I view the world. There will not come a time in which I will be able to feed myself or bathe myself. Mm -hmm. There will come a time in which I can't ask that pretty girl out on a date. There'll be a time when, you know, I can keep going and going and going. And so I don't want to reach that st stage of my life looking back um, full of regret. I, I don't want that for myself. And I see that with so many people. They don't realize that they're running straight to a brick wall with no way of kind of pulling back. Mm -hmm. And so while you're moving through this, you have to do what you want because you do it once, at least in this, this form. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to even start to explain like my consciousness might go to something else or I have multiple lives. I don't, I don't know, but what I do know and what I am in control of, I'm going to do what I want and how I, and, and how I want to live good way to think about it because i mean you know when you you know i think uh i think i, I think i heard steve jobs talking about this where it's like one of the things when he had cancer he uh he kind of thought about that every morning i'm gonna die one day what am i yeah. gonna, what am i gonna do now yeah. you know we're in that but that was that's true of everybody we're all gonna die yeah. one day death is the greatest motivator if we didn't have death would the world be a better place maybe but people don't even but but, but most people live their lives day to day like they're not yeah you know i don't know i i think life is a very strange thing it's like you're born there's a flicker and yeah. then you die it's just it's and so it, short it it's not even short it's 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 not again it's all about perspective because i can we, we can do a lot of stuff mm -hmm. at least we think we can um we, we can talk about free will and all that stuff but that's another that's another podcast um but cameron but, all, all brain. Yeah, yeah the cameron ab show actually that that i need to get back to my old podcast yeah um oh, we didn't even mention you had a podcast yeah yeah well you can, you can put it in yeah um i god 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 damn it i it is a huge motivator to to see death um and i i don't know if you or any anybody else who, who's who's listening um has seen someone pass away i was the only person in the in the room when my mom passed and i was holding her hand at the at the moment and um it's very interesting when that happens because, you know, a lot of people talk about spirits and people question if they're true or not or what they are, but there definitely is a change from somebody, you know, I, and I don't know if it's a frequency. I don't know if it's, you know, the heartbeat, you know, you feel that in the room or there's a present, but there's something that just goes away that quickly, literally that quickly. It's there. 
and not. And, you know, I, it, it, maybe I need to, you know, really get on some, you know, therapy. <laughs> actually, actually, when I move, I actually have, have part of my plan of like, see a therapist. Um, <laughs> I have some shit to talk about. And, but I mean, I have, I have people in my yeah. life right now that I've been really working with and people who actually do have a psych background that I've been able to work with. And, um, but you know, because I know I'm, I'm leaving, I don't want to start a relationship with the therapist and then yeah. go there. Um, so that's actually, it's like, you, you, you got some shit you got to go through, um, with someone professional. Yeah. Anyway. So. I, you know, I, I think about that moment a lot where, yeah, right back to what I was talking about. It's just going to poof one day. And God damn it, I don't want to be a physical therapist. <laughs> God damn it, I want to act. I want to be in films. Sorry, Katie, my sister. <laughs> you know, but yeah, and, and, and Katie, if, if you love it, you love it. You know, uh, there were definitely aspects of it that yeah. I loved, helping people, seeing people progress, and and, and you also do the, what you love. You, you got, you, and and there were aspects of it that I did love, but there's a lot of aspects that that I didn't love. Yeah. Um. And well, first of all, insurance and paperwork, and I I won't, I won't get started with that. But anyway, yeah, just do what you love. Mm-hmm. have fun with it but um going back to your question that was the hardest and most proudest thing i've ever done mm-hmm. taking care of my mom and witnessing and learning more about life in those two years than most people ever do i think yeah it'd be one day where i have to go through the same experience with my my folks well, no. people, people, and, and this is something that I found out too, people go through it in a different way. I, you know, I, I know somebody who's, um, uh, you know, who's, whose mother is, is in, in, in that later stages and a sibling, um, was going to take care of them, but really is using them for financial reasons in or and, and, and kind of not taking care of that person mm-hmm. um and, and you know it, it could be about guilt it could be about you know re, uh, whatever emotions you know i don't like this person so i'm gonna you know make sure that they kind of suffer i'm not i'm not or i'm not, I'm not going to deal with it because that's that's a, a problem that i have or, or, or whatever the situation is people view adversity in many different ways mm-hmm. um they either deal with it or they shy away from it. And there's many different iterations of both of those reactions. So I, I have no doubt that you will be a great son and take care of oh, thank you. you know your parents. But other people handle that situation in a very, very different way than I did. Kind of reminds me of writing the character that Kevin played in Rusty Spade. Remember, remember the yes. speech he gave? That, I mean, that didn't come from, I mean, I think that that speech kind of came from, you know, imagining if I had made the wrong decisions in life and chose to, you know, deal with my problems in the wrong way. A lot of times I write characters where I'm not sure I would ever be them, Mm -hmm. but I try to imagine myself as somebody who would, who would deal with things the wrong way. 
you know, and I kind of wrote that perspective from that direction. Yeah. And, and, and also in the heat of the moment, you know, you become a different person. Yeah. A lot of times you, you find aspects of yourself. They go, what, what, I, I, what, I never wanted to do that. Or, or you, 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 you see it afterwards. You're like, yeah. Oh, I thought I had these morals. I thought I had the, this, this ethical mm-hmm. grounding and I was very specific. I would never do this. But here you go. You did it. Yeah, you find out who you are. It, it's not finding out who you are. Or you find it, out it, something. Something be, happens because that... humans hu- humans react differently depending on the situation. They can say that they're going to do one thing in yeah. one state of mind, but then when another state of mind comes up, are they going to keep that what what they said from previous? Yeah, you know that that fight or flight. You know. Yeah, it's something that scares me because I, I I would like to think that I'm always going to be like I'm going to try to be my best self in each situation. But if if I face some horrible fucked up situation, my biggest worry is how am I going to react to it? How am I going to deal with it the proper and yeah. productive way? Human beings are capable of every imaginable situation. Mm-hmm. You know, every good, bad, ugly person that you can think of, they're all humans. Mm-hmm. And we have those, and you and I, have those aspects in ourselves to do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And I think, you know, and going back to acting, that's why I don't shy away from certain things. Yeah. I don't put a filter on it because morally, you know, like I will just say it. Mm-hmm. I will say it. And then Cameron in the back of my head goes, oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. In this situation, <laughs> you know what I mean? That voice. Oh, God. Oh, no. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, buddy. I don't uh, like this feeling. Oh, we're lucky. It's, you know, we're acting. We're acting. I swear. We're acting. <laughs> when I, I, but, 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 but that's yeah. it. In, in any given scene, you are playing yourself in a given situation. And yeah. I think once, once uh, uh, I started doing that, my acting really opened up. Yeah. Or my work. Were opened up. I'm not sure when I started doing this, but years ago, um, I think I think probably in 2017 or something, um, or 2016, I started listening uh, to an audiobook of the Tao Te Ching, and I've been listening to it every day ever since. Um, and it's it's brought me a lot of inner peace, and it's mm-hmm. it's 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 guided me in ways towards being more compassionate and um, being more fluid in terms of of how I go through life and deal with setbacks and obstacles and, and deal with negativity from people. Um, I can, like, I used to react if my sisters or something said something horrible to me or somebody, you know, mm-hmm. dissed me like, a, mm-hmm. I would, you know, react in a way. Um, I wonder why that's Uh Oh, uh Oh, no signal. Oh, the camera Cut. die. Oh no. Boy. Cut camera died apparently wasn't charging the whole time oh Um, damn is this thing still working i think that one cut out too (laughs) well (laughs) i guess uh well uh well back to what we were talking about um like i i started listening to dao de jing and i found that uh like like what i started doing automatically was you know i realized like my my family's gonna die. I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die someday. And the thing that scares me most is 
is if I were to ever say something to somebody, I did something I didn't mean. Like I, like I, you know, my mom or my dad were getting on my nerves one day and I just said something to them. Yeah. And that was the last thing I ever said to them. I, that is my, probably one of my worst fears is that being the last thing that I ever fucking said to that person. Like, I remember seeing this, something like that on a TV show where that's what, like a character said, like, I hate you to his father or something. And then he, the father goes and shoots himself or something. Mm. And, and, and every, t- anytime I do get like slightly negative with my, you know, in terms of how I react to, um, something my family, anybody, yeah. yeah, my mom does. If I like slightly get riled up, immediately I follow that up with, I love you. I just say it all the time. Like it's a mantra. I just say it and it sounds, it's stupid and cliche, but immediately when I say that on the inside, like, like when I, when I have that outburst, I don't feel right inside. Like I feel this mm. negativity in my, me. And the only way to, to put a fire extinguisher on it is to just say, I love you. Extinguishes that yeah. fire, you know. It extinguishes the fire, but also it allows you. It reminds them too. That it reminds them, but also it, it it gives you the grace that you need for yourself. You know, uh, I, I, again, you know, you, you you can't read into the future. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't say, hey, I'm, you know at this time, at this place, such and such is going to happen. We, we, we don't have a crystal ball. And things like that happen where we have a conversation with somebody and then we'll never have that a, a chance to say anything else to that person. And, you know, you saying, I love you, and, and it, make, it makes you be able to go back and say, all right, I feel right with everything that I did. I didn't live with the regret that I said this to such and such and that happened, you know? Um, and then that person passed away. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that's very healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, but I, I, you know, yeah. 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 I can talk forever about this stuff, but what's your most meaningful failure? I don't believe in failures. I believe, <laughs> I believe in. I believe in happy accidents. <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm Fuck kidding. that bullshit. I, I I see learning um, with a lot of failure. Uh, I mean, meaningful failure in terms of what what is something that you did that taught you the most. That's why I like favorite. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, taking care of my mom and. You know, going through the process of her dying and the aftermath of that, that was a huge, huge, huge uh, learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of my career, I would say my ballet career. Yeah. Because I went into it, you know, I was, you know, a young, hot-headed kid. And, it, you know, and we all want to take over the world. We all mm-hmm. want to just, like, kill it, <laughs> you know? Um but I had no experience. I didn't know, you know, the nuances of it. I didn't know the, you know, uh, the politics and the connections and all that kind of stuff. And I just thought, oh, if I'm just really, really good, I'll get it. I'll do do everything that I wanted to do. And that's not the case, yeah. you know, with, with anything, you know. Um, 
you know, you, you can dance circles around somebody, but if the person doesn't like you or if there's a political motivation or, 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 you know, such and such is on the board and they want their daughter to, you know, work with some other guy, that other guy's going to get the role, not you, you know, that, that, that happens. And, you know, it took me several years to like, just accept that and to, you know, forgive everything that happened. Um, so I would say that my entire career as a dancer mm -hmm. was kind of uh, a learning opportunity in that respect. But also, you know, though, though, those years of my life um, are pivotal to anybody, mm -hmm. to anyone's life. You know, you just learn so much and you fail so much and you, you, you mess up like, wow, I should not have dated that person or, oh, I should not have, you know, gone and done that or a, hey, oh, wow. Um, I ain't going to do that. You don't want to get you know? caught up in it. You don't want to get caught up in it. And, 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 and that's why, like, I, I, I just keep going, you mm -hmm. know, I, I, I think, I think we realize when we get older is that we do so much. Mm-hmm. You do so much um, that there's inevitably going to be something that that we have to forgive ourselves about, or we have to forgive other people for, mm -hmm. and that could be you know something sl small or something huge, you know. But it's the ability to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I see it. So there was a few questions I had. Um, we're at two hours and 13 minutes i have when we're ready to wrap things up i have I'll, I'll dive into the the last questions and we'll do rapid fire yeah. but uh i want before that um we mentioned crazy things in the industry yeah, let's get into that in which respect what tea actually i just i just drank some tea so <laughs> what kind of tea do you want me to spill i'm not i'm um, not gonna get into any specifics oh yeah um no well, i don't but know i have stories i mean if there's anything that comes to mind um i think what we were talking about with social media yeah um i have seen a huge shift uh not not, not huge and, and it makes total sense of a lot of influencers um getting opportunities in the entertainment industry TikTok stars. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, and you say, oh, geez. Now, think about it. This has always happened. Yeah. Elvis Presley was a singer. And yeah. he got lead roles in major films. It's because they're well known. What it is is... They what, sell. What, That's yes. What it is what it is, is is familiarity. Mm. What you... One thing it's is... It's reputation. It's being known by the Faces... Audience people are what people gravitate towards a lot of times i i sometimes do i mean for me if if, I, if it's a person i'm gravitating to see like a film for it's because mm -hmm. of the director or the writer nobody yeah. really not but many people, people think about that, that. No. people think about the actors they're like oh i want to see this thing i want to see person. the rock in the yeah thing. yeah i know but and I um yeah i just uh i but mean it's I, i've always never been like I've, that. I've never been that way with actors like if an act actor's in it i'm like oh cool well i want to see it because yeah. of the director and the writer but yeah. you know yeah. i i uh i think um but you're not the population you're, no i'm you're, not you're, you're i'm not, i'm yeah 
I'm on the outskirts. That's why nobody's watching the podcast at the moment. No, well, it, it, I, I, <laughs> I want to beat yourself up about that. I, I, I would just say as a box office, as, you know, the next Netflix hit, as the next Amazon, you know, streaming whatever, juggernaut, um, people, you know, you're looking at the actor. You're looking at the actor. And if that actor is known and has an audience that is guaranteed to go see this project, yeah. producers are going to say, okay, I want them in it. I know um, uh, a good friend of mine uh, who auditioned for a a reboot of a uh, TV series that is going to be on a streaming service. I'm not going to say much because they're currently filming. But anyway, she auditioned for it. And, you know, she has a lot of uh, um, followers on social media. But this other person who was also auditioning for the role had several million more than this other than this person. And that other person got it simply more or less because they had more of a following yeah. that they were they had guaranteed millions of people who would. Now, was there more... any reason to believe that it was because of them being better for the part? Or do you, no, 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 because I mean I believe it's probably just because of the followers. So it's a lot of it is for followers, yeah. and but also if we're also thinking about it, it's all about you know it's all subjective too. Yeah, a lot of it is subjective. You know, uh, uh, I think this person's going to sell more or get more streams or you know sell more tickets if if they are going to see it in a theater. Um, because this person has a following or more of a following than this other person mm-hmm. or it could simply be oh that one girl reminds me of somebody else that i don't like so let's take the other girl it could be that simple yeah. as well yeah um yeah but, it reminds but, me of my ex uh, yeah it could be yeah. it could it could be or or or, or, or you they know. have the same name or something some stupid but it's not stupid because it's what humans it's human do. Nature. It's what humans do. Yeah. So we can't bash it. But that happens all the time in the industry. And it goes back to, you know, relationships. You know, if, if the people know who you are, sometimes those situations uh, could be mitigated simply because they know who you are. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my little social media thing. Um I'm actually because I actually did an audition for something huge that same that same project because they needed somebody who was a male ballet dancer, um, who could also act, which not many people can do that. Yeah, I'm really curious. It's a real to see, niche. I'm really curious to see who they pick. Oh, I actually am tracking the IMDb of it. I'm like, who's what? Oh, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting because as soon as I'm, I bet you I'm gonna go on their social media and they're gonna be like hundreds of thousands of people and this and that and third thing. And it wouldn't surprise me, but it's always really curious to see the directions in which people choose for projects. Yeah. I'm always curious about it. Like, okay. I th- and I think Quentin Tarantino was talking about this in, in that podcast that I sent you or I talked about. Yeah, I'll be watching it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's fine. Um, when you get to it, he, he talked about big big you know like old movies uh you know he talked about these actors you know that are known that are so such household names Mm -hmm. but what you don't realize is all the other actors that read for that and if it went any other which different way 
we could be talking about a different actor instead of the household name that we know today. Don't you ever like? Isn't that is that curious? Wait, wait, oh, wait. Let me go back. You're you're saying it's it's whoever they chose mm-hmm. would have led to that person being the being like the next yeah. famous person. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it, I have thought about this before. Or or it could be uh, um that 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 person could have been established. It's catch 22. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have to be famous in order to be right for us. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to be well, you have to be in some in their thing in order to be famous. Yeah. And that's uh, that's why I'm trying to figure out like social media and whatnot. How do I grow my stuff, you know? TikTok. TikTok has the most I'm working on it. Right? I actually started getting into that. Uh, I I let it go. Um, just because of, of the, everything that from this year, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reach. I remember I, I started doing videos of like my exercises on TikTok <laughs> for, for ballet. Yeah. Cause there's a huge, you know, like people like to dance and like to learn. And also I have my online ballet studio, so I'm teaching people how to dance. Um, and that like would like blow up and I would do lives and have like hundreds of people watching me and da, 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 da. like it, it, it's all there. Yeah, Whereas, I, I'm thinking about, like, I'm wondering if I should mix my normal films with my pr- podcast on just one channel. You should. Or, I'm going to do that. You should. Because then it'll, I'll have a lot of content to put out. Yeah. Um, Just, like, clips and from it's this. it's all about content, yeah. as you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a morning routine? I wake up. <laughs> do you do anything in the morning? Uh, I wake up. Um. <laughs> Like I, anything specific? I, that... I have coffee. Yeah. Um. And I I I started to do like more of a stretching, like waking up the body. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I drink a, a, a. Okay, I wake up. I drink a glass of water. I have a big glass of water that I drink. And then I I I do Keep this. Talking, I, I, I do this. Yes, yeah, fine. <laughs> I do I I. So I drink the water. Do some like stretches just to kind of move the body and then i have my coffee okay um but in terms of like uh see i'm I'm so heady that i'm always kind of already thinking about what am i grateful for what am i i'm always <laughs> like that yeah. so um i don't like make it time be like what am i grateful for today yeah all right i only ask because a lot of people do i don't i don't do that they do they if they have a morning routine there's a lot of people who are successful who have morning routines like uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, the Tim Ferriss show. He asks us a lot, and yeah, and it's usually yeah, like three Tim. to five things that you do Tim. consistently in the morning that yeah. enable you to have a, a better day. Um, some a lot of people he found don't eat in the morning. I've noticed that I I'm just not hungry. I listen to my body. Yeah. I'm just not hungry until like ten. Hmm. You know, yeah. and I wake up at like seven seven thirty. I'll have a protein drink. Like just yeah. so I have the energy. Yeah, it it depends. Honestly, sometimes I I realize I might feel hungry, but I'm actually dehydrated. Yeah, mm, interesting. Yeah, I find mm. that I go like, I'll drink a glass of water every time I wake up. Yeah, I, I literally I do that. yeah yeah yeah. Um, do you? How do people find their bliss in life and follow it, or better understand themselves to know what that is? You follow your gut. Follow your gut. Yeah, I mean that that's it. It's it's that simple. I, I to me. You follow your gut. You know when you will like something, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, 
you'll 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 know you'll know uh, but 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 i think what's even more important is understanding your gut understanding what that that those little voices are saying yeah <laughs> you know like like it yeah yeah you just, you just gotta follow your gut easier said than done do you have principles in life and art have fun have fun yeah um always have fun always have fun <laughs> even stuff that doesn't seem like fun like you'll find the fun what's the next thing uh do you have advice on how to get through creative block or what th things that you do when you um find it? sometimes you got to change your environment so like go for a walk or or call a friend or uh if you don't have the time um like I had this, I had a, I had a self tape due, and I was doing it with a friend, and we were just going and going the same thing. I'm just like I just don't feel it. I'm, like, I'm trying to find the thing that's fun, and just yeah. And um, changing your perspective, I, I I I literally just had to kind of do like a reset of myself and say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to play myself. Mm -hmm given everything that I know about the situation. And then we did the scene and it was a whole lot more fun. And sometimes you need to change your mindset and you got to figure out how you can change your mindset in that situation that, you know, like I said, take a walk that will change your mindset. Yeah. Going outside, getting a, take a nap, go take a driving nap. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Work it, out. it depends on how much time you have. Yeah. Cause if you have, you know, if it's, if it's like you're writing, you're writing a project, and it's not something that's due within a couple hours. Yeah, you can take the luxury and take a long walk, or go out to eat, mm -hmm. or you know meditate on it. You can do all that stuff. But sometimes, if it's oh, oh my god, the deadline is ten a.m. tomorrow, and it's school assignments, and and it's <laughs> having, and it's midnight. Having flashbacks. And oh god, post traumatic oh, stress. You know, of like school. <laughs> you have to figure out what you need to do in a short amount of time to change your mindset. What are you excited? What are you most excited about in the future? working god i'm so excited to 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 actually you know i i, I don't even feel like i've started acting in a weird way and i felt like this a little bit at the end of my dancing not too long ago. I, I, well i say at the end i still am dancing um i still dance uh i i i just rediscovered a better way mm -hmm. to 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 live and i'm excited to see myself grow mm -hmm. and also you know part of it's also like the moving uh to la it's also um a, a new environment a new climate uh you know that that sense of that that like not competition but there's so many actors and you throw a dead cat in hollywood you're gonna hit it you're gonna hit a, yeah, a starving artist yeah. actor <laughs> well one i don't believe you need to succumb to being a starving actor i think you you, you need to i i think i'm a little more entrepreneurial yeah i'm not going to be starving uh, i already know that um yeah i'm really excited to just live yeah 
I'm excited to this new chapter in my things life. that excite me most are just you know I'm gonna be like work the films that I'm doing next. Those yeah, are the things exactly. that excite me most. I'm really excited to just get to work. I want to do. I want to do. I want to do my my first feature film. I'm gonna be doing that. Good. Um, you'll get more gray spots on your beard. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be. It's gonna be <laughs> real. Um, um, something something that I should let you know of something called uh hair mascara. Hair mascara. What? Look okay. into it. Look okay. Into it. The hair mascara. Hair Tom, mascara. look into this. When if, you, if, re-listen, if, when you if, re-listen to the podcast, if you if you need to be on camera <laughs> and you don't want to show all the grays, oh, I'm, something I'm, called hair I'm mascara. gonna fully embrace it. Good. I'm, I'm going. I'm Good. going. I, Good. I, 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 but I'm, I don't know. Like there might be something like, oh, like I don't. I need to be. <laughs> no, I just. I just it's just. Know. It's a talking piece. The the white hair because everybody thinks it's a birthmark. But I'm no. No. no it's no, uh, no. from from no, from. I'm just really stressed out here. <laughs> it's just it's really hard um it's funny uh any and we'll get in we're gonna get into rapid fire deep questions soon oh um, i thought those were no that wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> um any questions for me i should i would I usually ask this halfway through but i forgot hey to. i mean we, we've talked about it um uh i mean if you don't, that's fine. Yeah, I do. I do. I always do. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how the best to you know word it. Uh, I mean, we we did kind of talk about it. Um, what's your favorite thing to eat? <laughs> Manwich sandwiches. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's amazing. Tell yeah. me more. Oh, I, dude, them? I love it. I, 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 I actually, uh, so that and steaks, I, uh, what I, what I do at, so guy. I eat at the end of every day. Okay. I, I don't eat until the end of the day. Um, oh, oh, okay. So like, you don't have meat. I just have like protein eat. drinks to get me through the day or, and I drink coffee. <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. probably unhealthy, but, um, it, it does the job. Um, I, wait to the end of the day and then i have like i'll have a this healthy slow carb diet meal from tim ferris's book um something where i just cook a bunch of shit in, in a pan with with a bunch of fucking oils and yep and uh, it tastes it delicious but yep. um i'll have a slow carb meal so i'm not as hungry and then i'll eat whatever the fuck i want mm. um i mean it, it's worked for me i mean i've I'm, i haven't ballooned up i mean sometimes i do but i mean i'm not I don't care what I look like on camera. I, I care about how well I perform. And the reason why I eat like I do is I found that if I eat whatever I want at the end of the day, my next day is much more creative. I'm much more, I'm much yeah. harder working. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I want to fucking work hard yeah. so I can deserve that meal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's also that there's nutrients or, or not nutrients. So like unhealthy shit, like sugar, that actually helps me be more creative. Well, it's also carbs and calories. And, and I, I've noticed this with other people. Like like some people, I think uh, like Jamie had on. She she drinks. She's religious about having Monster energy like energy drinks. Yeah, I never got into that. And uh, like anytime people are like they have their like vices when it comes to like food or something. I'm like I get it. No, I think I think there's something to it yeah. where like if you allow yourself like like. Uh, like I'll, 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 I'll drink a, like I'll, I'll, I'll eat, um, 
manwich sandwiches with this like swiss cheese on it cool. you know and and just and then and then i'll have a steak if it's a writing day tomorrow i'll i'll do that and a steak nice so, and then i have so much energy i'll go full force into the next writing day um and and i i just learn things over time that work and so i do that and um and i i also enjoy doing eating those things with like a like a can of coke and then guess that's the sponsor of the show right now um and then watching a movie like on my ipad or something cool and just and or and then watching like a little bit of uh cinema from like criterion channel um if you get into that let me know i'll send you some recommendations cool. on, yes. on good like I'll, I'll send you like some of the best things i can think of from the last few years i've been watching it okay i'll give you some some uh and if you have like specifics about what things you want to watch, let me know. I can I can look for things or, or remember what I've seen that were like that. Um, but basically, yeah, that's that's cool. my favorite food. Cool, <laughs> I love it. Um, so are you ready to? My vice is uh, peanut M and M. Oh, peanut M and Ms. To Why a fault. Yeah, I have a family. I, I've I could I have limited myself one family size bag of peanut M and Ms. For a week, hmm. it's bad. It's is it, like it's a bad habit. I can finish <laughs> a whole family size bag in a day, damn, or a day and a half, because it's just it's like another food group for me. <laughs> you know, it's literally I literally have a problem, so I'm like, okay, I literally date put a date on the bag. Oh wow! So I go, all right, one week from that date, I'm not able to get, and I only have one bag in the house. <laughs> I buy every week. <laughs> because if I had more, you know, like it, it, it'll come to a time where like, okay, maybe I like, you know, smoke some weed and I get the munchies. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I find myself like at the bottom of a family size ever, bag. Like, Gosh, find... <laughs> so when it comes to like, like, like smoking weed, do you ever find that, do you find that it, are you the kind of person who, when they do, they do it they're they feel more productive no, yeah, I, I'm the opposite. Off. It turns. Me That's off. why I completely stopped, and I, I don't really like the friends I have aren't really people who do it. Mm -hmm. It used to be people I, I hung out with people a lot. Like this person reached out to me, like he smoked a lot, and I think that was his issue. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I even Stanley Kubik talked about how meditation is much more effective at that. It's more controlled than than it is than uh, than um, weed, uh, weed. Yeah. because it's like you can't control it. It controls you. Yeah. Yeah, um yeah. in a way i don't know i mean if you if that works for you go for it but it's yeah this doesn't I, I, work I, I like to wind wind down for the day yeah. or just kind of like turn off yeah. you know the mind a little bit it help for that yeah it helps for that um i actually was i forgot about this other question um before we get to the final thing um sorry <laughs> what makes for a great film or script um all the people who make it oh, that's a good it's good all answer. the people that make it it it's 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 but the, now if you, i mean i i asked this question because i like to understand what what do what is it about the film um that a person who's making films can look at and learn from and maybe implement in their own films an element of something to make their films better by that, like, like it yeah, could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know what you mean. He, and he, 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 here's how I take it. Um, <clears throat> what you, what you put into it, and how it's perceived can be worlds apart. Mm -hmm. 
um, you might intend to say one thing, but as soon as it leaves your face, <laughs> it might be interpreted as something completely different. And I've learned that's, this so much. I, that's why I always get feedback now. Mm. That's be, because mm. you don't know how something's going to, you know, read for somebody or work until you pitch it. And when yeah. you pitch it, you, you can see when somebody lights up the film, next feature film I'm doing, I would have never done it. I would have never put much time into it because I, because it scares the fuck out yeah. of me doing it because it deals with polarizing issues today. Gotcha. It's, and it, it deals with, um, I mean, it just, it, it, but it deals, I think it approaches it and deals with it in a constructive or like a, in a, I guess, I don't know, but constructive, or I guess, I guess it deals with it, I think in the mature, uh, mature, hopefully mature direction. I mean, I think, or a positive direction. It, it's a positive direction. It basically, yeah. I mean, I can go into it off the podcast. Well, I've talked about it on the podcast with people, but. Um, yeah, you can tell me when you want. Yeah. But basically. It's, it's, it's not something that you would have it, made my pride. But it was because so many, I was su so surprised by everybody I talked to about it. They're like, you have to do that. I've never had an idea where somebody's like, where people want me to make it more than I do. Yeah. But I want to make it, but because uh, it was my idea, I love my the ideas I come up with. I think most people do, but it's like, and it and it because it's personal to you, it's yeah. reflected on what kind of films you'd like to make, and you know you can make. And I I had the idea, and I was like, I can never do that. But then I pitched it to a bunch of people, and I the, the ideas for it started to come together. I pitched it to somebody, and then in six minutes, I had the entire story skeleton figured out. Good and. And I was like, yeah, we could actually do this for a little yeah. amount of money. But uh, but yeah. Um, Blowing in the Wind was written in 10 minutes. Blowing in the Wind. I, uh, um, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. I, love, Dylan. I listen to him all the Yeah, I, was, I thought it was Bob Dylan. I was just like, is that the title of the? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. what I'm trying to say is sometimes ideas if it's just there, come. it's just, it's all there. You can yeah. just, and, and it's all that preparation. It's all the work that you've done. And then all of a sudden you get the idea and you Oh, it resonates, and then it's all together in six minutes, yeah. like you said. Yeah, but if I never got feedback on that idea, it mm, wouldn't have mm, come mm -hmm. to fruition. And and now I'm like, I, th I think having had feedback, it's like now it, it, it it's grown, and and I've also I've 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 developed it for people with other perspectives. Yeah. You know, it used to be kind of limited to one perspective, but it now it's kind of formed to you other to I understand that you need to have a committee. Different yeah. perspectives. I yeah. love it. But you also have to be a dictator at the same time. You have to be able to say, "All right, I, I get what you're saying, but this person doesn't get what we're saying." Yeah, and that happens. It but happens it's okay. It's, it's hard to be on the same page. So we'll get we'll wrap All this right. up. I, I apologize for. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what matters most to you? Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. Do you want? Is there anything? Oh, and I, oh, shit, I forgot. Um, was there anything we left out before that we didn't want to wait? No, I think I think we did. Okay. Yeah. So happiness. 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 Um, being able to understand what you need for your happiness, being able to, um, a, 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 a create an environment in which you do live happiness. Um, and that can mean whatever you want it to mean. Mm -hmm. Um, but but. You know, I see so many people, quote unquote, make it. Uh, I'm. I also know, I, and I'm privileged to know people who 
are considered successes in life, financially, mm -hmm. career-wise, whatever it might be. And the things that they thought were going to make them happy don't. don't. You know? And yeah. so you have to be able to say, like, okay, what will make me happy? You know? And and that might change throughout your life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, happiness. that That's... Yeah, for me, I, I really just... of happiness. Like, it would be... I, 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 I'd like to be at a place where I'm more um, independent than I am. I currently live with my folks. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I'd like to be in a place where I can, I can not only do that, but thrive and, and continue to make films that I want to make, but also help other people make their films. Mm. That, if I were to retire from filmmaking early... I'd go full time into it. I mean, not only I'd still do the podcast, probably do it more and further the conversation. So you'd be a producer, you're saying? I'd be a producer. Yeah. I'd be producing a lot because I, I, I really, you know, it, nothing excites me more than, you know, I mean, the idea I, I love, I love being able to make my own films, but I want to be the person that somebody looks to is like, dude, this guy's a fucking magician. Like, how did he do this? Well, I did this because I was able to do this because I was in your role. I did your yep. job. I, I was a writer, director. Gotcha. And I'm going to make sure you have the runway to be able to do what you want to fucking do. Okay. And we're going to knock it out of the fucking park. You like to help people. I want to help people. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I think that would, that at one point when I've made the films that I want to make, if I do reach that point, yeah. I think I, 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 I have these, I, these films I want to make before I'm 35. Mm -hmm. Um, and beyond these films, sometimes ideas come to me but i'm not sure like i don't see far beyond that maybe there's i think they'll come to me um but if they don't i just i just go into like helping other people if i can yeah um if i have the resources Good. yeah um I like that next question who are you and what is the val what is your value that you provide others in the world? Who am I? My name is Cameron Albert Brannigan. Uh, <laughs> so who am I? On, and, a, on a deeper level. <laughs> right. who, who am I? And what was the other part of the question? What is the value you provide others in the world? Um, who am I? I uh, I'm a person who likes to have fun. Um, what do I provide? I provide I provide so much. I I provide a different perspective. I provide uh an optimistic um but practical viewpoint. I um like to be a shoulder for people to rest on. I provide um you know a a a means to show a little bit of beauty in this world that might otherwise seem bleak and dark. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I always look to the light. So I think that's that's more of what I provide to people. Um, uh, but I also act. And if you want me to be... <laughs> <laughs> so I also provide that service as well. Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> a little bit of a promo there, you know. Yeah, I had to throw it in. You know? Why the fuck not? What is your purpose in life? 
Um, I struggle with this question. Purpose. Who the fuck am I to say that that I should have a purpose? Yeah. Um, what am I? A, a blob of flesh on a rock flying through an infinite <laughs> space. <laughs> what am I? What purpose do I have? Yeah. You know, think about it. Yeah. You know, like people, like, and, and I don't know if that question, it, it, it has an answer or if it's like a byproduct of I think human it, ego. A, I don't well, know. I don't think, I don't think any answer is right. Exactly. I think it's your, I think it's like starting a business, having a start, having a business plan. Yeah. It's your best guess. It's not an actual plan. It's yeah. not permanent. There's a book on that. It's called Rework. And it's by like I uh, forget what I'll, I think I've heard of it. It's a it's similar to Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, but basically it's like business plans are best guesses, and you're just constantly reinventing it. Yeah, you're just come, you're writing you're throwing your guesses at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and changing as you go, and and sometimes you realize like here's an example. Sometimes the the byproduct of what you do becomes more valuable and a much better product yeah. than the initial product yeah it, it's 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 the ripple effect it's when like... we the, the behind the scenes that we did for kevin's thing mm -hmm. there's something about behind the scenes people sometimes people, people don't give it. a shit about the films people love people it. love behind the scenes oh. because his film it got what has like a thousand or so views Behind the scenes, he—I don't know what he did to, when he uploaded it, but it got ten thousand. It's on ten thousand views now. What the fuck did he do? Why? Why when I upload it YouTube, that it's not going to get like forty views, but yeah. he gets, you know, like yeah. I think I think what it is is he paid for advertising for the film, and then later on, like the, then the next thing he uploaded, YouTube was like, hmm, we're going to favor your account. I'm going to try that. I might it might work. You never know. I'm gonna try that with one of my sketches yeah. to see, but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. no, it's it's the YouTube algorithm or algorithms are. I I I, I don't even me. mess with them anymore. I just make shit. One thing I did hear about is one on one creating connections through social media, reaching out to people, commenting on their posts. So, uh, I, all right, I I think that's that's probably right. I'm an introvert. I fucking hate talking to people I don't know. <laughs> I hate small talk. But Even then again, have a podcast and we've been talking for three hours. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm a deep person. Like I, I like to go deep on things. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I personally, I think we're very alike in that. I sense. don't think I would follow somebody and and be a fan of them just because they talk to me on social media. Maybe I would. Mm -hmm. um, well, there is one person who did actually reach out to me because they saw something I did and they really liked it yeah. and. Um, I, you know, and I, I occasionally talk with them, but you know, the amount of effort and people they had to go through to find me who's actually interested in them. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's just not, it's not worth it. It, do, it doesn't feel I worth it because you know what, by complete accident, and I'm not a big fan of, of, of doing things without like, like, of like leaving things up to chance, but sometimes and you see it in the in the comments by people who own the youtube video like who uploaded it they're like holy shit this blew up out of nowhere what yeah. happened 
That happens. That happens. Sometimes your videos just go unnoticed for so long. Yeah. And then a one moment, something happens. A bunch of people, like, it's something it triggers the yeah. algorithm. Or and it comes it out at the right to, time. Or, yeah. yeah. And then it, the it right just becomes channel. relevant yeah. or something. I don't know how it works, but sometimes they just, you know, they yep. just go. And, and then, and that's how things happen. And I hate leaving things up to chance. But, but, but you need to keep. You need to again, keep trying. You need, you need to keep going. It's not even keep trying. It's just keep, keep working on yourself yeah improving improving like that yeah yeah improving on yourself like the podcast i don't for like lead everything for a while i think i can understand why people wouldn't watch the pod listen to the podcast but i feel like i'm at a point now where i feel like it's actually to a point where i would actually listen to my my full podcasts all the way through i'm at a point where i think yeah before the before like a few podcasts ago i think like uh, iffy like i probably if it was like and that's why i decided to start actually putting it out. I was, it was only on youtube for a while because i started with the philosophy of we're gonna have really good clips out of this yeah i post a full podcast but i have a separate channel for clips and uh i do the clips i do the best clips. i really listen to the whole thing but yeah no i just you i should do it all in one the on, clip the clips and the whole thing on the just on the do one it all channel on one thing yeah yeah i might do that yeah i thought about it earlier today actually um I don't know. Should I? Should yeah. So? yeah. Okay. So people aren't confused. Like it's just. Well, I did that because I, a lot of channels I saw at the time did that where they had separate channels, one for clips, one for full, but you know what? There's no rhyme or reason for either way. Well, I, you know? I wouldn't put it on my filmmaking channel because I want my filmmaking channel is content that I spend hours upon hours working on. And if, if it's flooded with all these boring clips, or things yeah. that are not of that I, nature. I can see that. I can see that. But I think, yeah, I think I might do that where I put it all in one sh- thing. thing. I'll yeah. just start doing that. Um, so my last question, <sighs> the legacy you'd like to leave behind or your destiny when you're done here. <laughs> that I did uh, indeed live a happy life. That <clears throat> I did help a few poor souls along the way. That I. That I. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> um, yeah, that I helped people. That I uh, I was able to um, alleviate. So a li- just a little bit of pain and suffering in this life. Yeah. That I. Um, um that legacy you know also just like helping people um i i'm i'm big into donating i'm big into you know and just like anonymously like just like you know help people out Mm -hmm. um but but also tell the best damn stories yeah you know i want to tell good stories because i remember growing up and i used to love story time I used to yeah. love story time as a kid and I used to, you know, the picture books and, you know, you'd say one line and they turn the book and like, you'd see that beautiful <laughs> picture and then, you know, you keep doing that. I used to love it. And, um, I don't know, maybe I didn't hear enough, uh, stories from like other people in my family or something like that, but I always wanted to hear other people's stories. Mm. I was always curious about like, wow. Like, and, and the way that they would, they would deliver it and how they would talk about it. It didn't matter if it was true or not. Um, and I know a lot of other people also like a good story. Mm. 
ones that are real and ones that are 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 true true to a person uh yeah so all those things put together um that that took my leg and just just kind of leaving trying to leave this 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 place a little bit better mm-hmm. with with everything that i am in control of i try to create not destroy even though everything is in flux ladies and gentlemen cameron opal brannigan hey <laughs> How can they follow or reach you? I mean, wait, 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 that that was. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that yeah, like you, you are interested in stories of people, people's yeah. stories. It's like you. That's a great. That's a. It's good to do a podcast. You do a yeah. podcast. We'll 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 and we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll I mean we'll we'll. What's the word? We'll plug it. Plug it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where can probably they find link it? to it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, how can people follow or reach you? Well, you can reach me uh, via social media, Instagram. Um, uh, I have a, well, first of all, the website I have is CameronAB.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Instagram handle is cam underscore a underscore B TikTok Cameron AB. Uh, yeah. And you, if you just use Google, you'll find all those things. Cameron Auble Brannigan. I'm sure you'll f- put the spelling on it. I know it's a mouthful, <laughs> but, um, no, it was really great to, to actually, you know, talk to you. Yeah, man for for this long yeah we, no it's it changes we went, you we went deep into something changes things. your perspective on people uh yeah but also you know you know you can talk to someone on the phone you can meet somebody at a party but actually sitting down and having questions and just riffing mm-hmm. and seeing where it goes i i, I mean you, you learn so much more it's it's more it's like one it, what's that saying it's the sum the sum is bigger than all its pieces yeah that's how i kind of I, I see I see this. So um thank you for having me. And um thank you for having me. Yeah, maybe one Just day <laughs> maybe one day uh we'll do this again and yeah. uh I look forward to all the other episodes you have. Yeah, man. Thanks right. for thanks for doing it. Thank you. All right. And this is Cameron Auble Brannigan. Thank you. Brannigan. Take <laughs> take twelve? I think it yeah, it's take twelve. All right. How much time did you do? Uh, oh, that was, uh, we did two hours and 53 minutes. Uh, so, I knew that. Wait, I gotta say, and cut, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs> All right. Man, that was, <sighs> that was fun. I'm wondering. Oh, man, I wish, I wish the world sounded like this. Yeah, right? You know? Thanks for listening or watching. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. For notes and links to things mentioned on the show, my films, the video version of the podcast, or select the clips from each episode, go to ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two Fs, two Ts. Also, for updates on future episodes, follow me on Instagram at TomProfitTake and at Profitable Productions. Thanks again. Catch you on the next take.